Okay, here we go. everybody, live from Gateshead, it's Andrew Davis from www.toontalk.co.uk in Gateshead. Well, you can catch me on there and you can also, after the show, catch me on iTunes and the website. And of course, when the show is done, I'll be posting a link for you guys to uh, download, listen to your heart content. Remember, we're on iTunes everywhere in the world immediately after the show which is a marked improvement on what happened last year when it was a bit iffy at the start. Well, when it comes to Newcastle United, you never quite know what you're going to get. It's been an interesting couple of weeks to say the least. Unfortunately, uh, we, uh, we're now 0-2 uh, in, the, in the league. Um, when it comes to Newcastle United, it seems to be, as uh, Lee, Lee Radder said last week, there's going to be lots of ip, lots of comes and coming and goings, but lately it seems to be uh, we, we seem to be at a stalemate. And the great thing about Saturday and the, the first game of the season at home, everybody's pumped up. And I think a few people last week, especially on my show, we all said it's going to be three 0 We're going to really do well. But we're going to give it to to Huddersfield. And then wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Errors at the back, and for all the flag waving, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, it didn't seem to do any good. We're lacklustre. We don't seem to have any oomph going forward. You've got Sissoko not playing. You've got Teote not playing. You've got Shelby in there. There's no dynamic to make chances and to take chances. The goal we've scored has been a penalty. So, and even then, we missed it and then he put it in. So, thankfully for that. But a lot to talk about tonight. And I've got my regular guest in from Dubai, in Neil Mitchell. Good evening, Neil. Good evening, Andrew. How are you? Well, I say how are you. I know how we all feel at the moment. One thing I've got to ask you, do you do this show for the middle of Swan House Roundabout or something? The amount of trucks that are here coming past. I don't know if everybody else out there hears all this. The amount of bloody traffic I hear going past. Where the hell are you doing that show from? I'm going to join you. I'm going to sit in the middle of Sheikh Zayed Road where there's six lanes both ways. And I'll, I'll see if I can beat you for traffic noise. Dear me. Anyway. Actually, good evening, I, everybody. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> I, I actually closed the window, so that may have helped because that normally well, happens. I leave the window I, open. I closed the window, you'd have to. that'll do. <laughs> we are actually on another, uh, being uh, we're live as well at the moment with another radio station, and I've forgotten. <laughs> I forgot who it is. It's uh, no. It was Gravity Radio Nova. Northeast. It's now Nova. So if you want to go and check out uh, the show, you can go to Nova Nova Radio and download and actually listen live to the show as we speak because I've just found out it's working. So, if Yay. you want to check us out, we're all available. Um, Watch fingers, press the right buttons. 
<laughs> exactly. And um, obviously, we're going to get to, in a minute, uh, we're all going to talk about various different things. Uh, I've got a rant coming on again. I can sense already from Neil in Dubai regarding the flags. But uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to bring in my, obviously, my, my first guest this evening. And he's a regular on the show. He's been on a couple of times now. I'm just going to bring him in. And that is uh, Chris McCarty, sport presenter and producer of Arabian a radio network, co-host of Sports Night, weekdays, uh, 7 till 9 on Dubai, 10.38 FM. And I believe that uh, you also appear on there once in a while, though, Neil. Yes, every now and again, that daft enough to let me come in and, and handle the mic and spout my brand of verbal diarrhea across the airwaves in the UAE. I don't quite know what gets into them sometimes. <laughs> see, it's all about me, see. When, once the word gets out that we've got somebody special that knows about football, we all, the, I always plug them in. So, Chris McCarty, how are you? Yeah, very good evening to you, Andrew. And yeah, as Neil rightly says, we do let him. We are mad enough to allow him on the show now and again. And uh, it's always fantastic to hear a Geordie accent. And we, we enjoy poking fun at him because it's not been a good 12 months or so for Newcastle. And it's certainly not been a good week or so because uh, after two matches, zero points. I don't want to rub it in, boys. But uh, come on, you were expected to uh, win this at an absolute canter this season, were you not? <laughs> Before well, I go uh, on and we... reply to that... <laughs> reply to that. Uh, uh, it's, it's actually novaradio.co.uk and listened uh, via the tuning app. Okay, so I've just been okay, told to say so that, so I'm saying that. So, 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 oh, I've, so some, oh, I've got an echo on, yeah, on the line now. You have got an echo on, mate. I think it's you, I think. think it's uh, you, I think. I'll mute you for a second, I'll say, hold on. Okay. Okay. I think, I, I think, I think I, maybe, I think maybe it's working, maybe it's maybe not. It's so, Chris, not. tell me, so Chris, uh, what's, uh, what's, what, what's your what, take on Newcastle United from last season to now? Yeah, I don't think we can get too carried away. I mean, I, I do jest and, and say that I still expect you boys to, to finish in the top two. I think Norwich is the other kind of standout team. I'm a big fan of what Alex Neal has done. The fact that he's kept the kind of nucleus of the squad there, that there's a lot of quality in that Norwich team. But I look at Newcastle and I think Rafa will be busy and I think you'll bring in another couple of players over the, the, the next couple of weeks before the deadline closes. It's, it's an unforgiving league though, the championship. You know, you guys have been there, not to rub that in, but you were there a couple of seasons back under Chrissy Hewton and he did a fantastic job to, to manage expectations to get you back up. And, you know, this is a new league to Rafa, you know, no disrespect to the championship, but he's used to competing in Champions Leagues and competing at the top of the Premier League. So he's just taking time to find it all out. And it is worth remembering as well, you have brought a lot of new faces into that football club. That all just takes time. The fortunate thing, you've got, what, 46 matches, another 44 to go to sort it all out. I'm sure you'll do that because there's no question, on paper at least, you have, if not the best squad in the division, you've certainly got one of the the top three. So not panicking at this stage, I think you'll get the job done and I fully expect Newcastle to be a Premier League club once again next season. I think the surprising thing for everybody... everybody is that uh, is the that, way that, uh, the um, way that um, the Newcastle haven't really yeah. gone for a couple of big players up front? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I like Dwight Gale, though. I think Dwight Gale's a striker that will, will get you goals in that division. I know some people think he'd maybe be better served with a, with a Mitrovic alongside him or, or someone that has got a bit of a physical kind of uh, prowess about him. I still think, though, Dwight, in fact, I, I would 
lob money on now. Dwight Gale probably being the top goal scorer in that division come the end of the season. My issue with Newcastle when I watch them is in the in the wide areas. You lost Andros Townsend. You've brought in Matt Ritchie, who you know I know well from his Scotland days and what he's done at Bournemouth and Swindon before that as well. But I look at Rolando Ahrens, still yet to be convinced he's a young boy. I look at I think it was Vernon Anita he was playing on the right, or maybe Isaac Hayden from the weekend. They're, they're not going to unlock a defence and one thing you can guarantee by the fact that you are in Newcastle teams will come to St James's Park they'll sit in and it will be up to you boys to break them down and right now I just don't see enough match winners not enough creativity in the wide areas where I think that consistently anyway you will break those defences down and you'll get the three points yeah, it's it, it's yeah, a very it's odd. A very um, odd um, the, the the problem with this the, league, with this it's, league it's, it's it's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna it's gonna, gonna kill you gonna because kill there's so many there's so many teams that are gonna be in amongst it, trying to get into Newcastle, knowing that Newcastle got a soft a soft underbelly. I I'm just amazed that he hasn't tried to bring somebody in with his height. Doesn't make any sense. I know I know you like Richie. I think looks like class player. But but he doesn't. It's it's just that you know you know you need that you need that presence of front. You do need that presence. You've got Mitrovic, and, uh, and I know Alexander Mitrovic. I think he polarises many people's opinion, mm. but you spent big money on him, and I hate the, the, the current footballing culture whereby you, you spend a lot of money on players, and, and within a season it's not quite worked out, and you give up on them, and, and that for me is part of the problem in football. You know, you've spent big money on, on him, regardless of whether it was the right or wrong move to make. The fact he's now in your football club, work with him. A true test of a good manager is making sure that they get the best out of them. The rumour is that Rafa Benitez is not convinced by him. He mm. feels that he's a bit of a liability from a temperamental standpoint. But then that's what he's been paid for. Get the best out of him. And there's no doubt he scored goals in Belgium. And I know Belgium's very different from the English Championship. I've no doubt in my mind, though, with Dwight Gale up top, with Matt Ritchie on one side, uh, they will get goals in that division and, and get plenty of them. And I think I'll be very interested to see, after two defeats now, Andy, whether... Uh, whether Rafa Benitez kind of swallows his own pride and, and pitches Mitrovic in, because I've no doubt you get the goals. What do you think, Neil, on Mitrovic? Mitrovic? Well, Mitrovic at the minute is um, banned, isn't he? So he's gone in two games to sit out. Games to sit out. Of course, yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's, the, uh, that's the folly of that sending off against Spurs. It's hurting me now. But uh, Neil, would you agree? Though, would you agree? Would you, would you bring him into that team once the suspension is gone? Straight away, straight away, absolutely. Because we need somebody to, to hold the ball up. It's not sticking when it's going up. You know, it's going up front and not holding up. The, the, the problem is, it's like I even heard Crouch is being linked with Newcastle, and I don't know what you think of. I, I personally wouldn't would want to do it, uh, Chris. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Um, I actually think Peter Crouch is, would be a decent option. I think that there, there's two schools of thought to all of this. You, you've got to buy, or at least perception is, you bring in younger players that can grow at that football club. The other, the, the bottom line, though, is you need to get out of that division at the first time of asking. There's a lot of money being spent at that football club. And if Peter Crouch is a, a short-term fix to enable you to get your ultimate goal, which is promotion, then I don't, I, I don't see the problem there. I think, again, Peter Crouch, two good wide men either side of him, will score goals in the championship. And that's one thing we can guarantee this season, that Newcastle will, will see more of the ball than not. And it's important that you do have match winners. And, and that's my biggest issue at present. I like Modi. Diama, I think Diami, I think he's a good signing brought in from Hull. As I said earlier, I think Dwight Gale will score goals. 
as long as there are people behind him creating and fashioning those chances. And right now, I look at the team from Saturday, Anita, Hayden, Shelby, Diame, Ahrens, that doesn't inspire me. That, that doesn't really do it for me. And I think that is the area that Rafa Benitez will be keeping a very close eye on in the coming days and weeks before the transfer window closes. I don't know what you think, Neil, but you he's, think, he's Neil, putting uh, Anita, right Anita right back. And I, I, I don't understand what's going on there. Well, he's been playing right wing, and he's had uh, Yanma in it right back, which is quite sort of last season. And everything we're doing at the minute is last season. Conceding goals from set pieces, conceding late goals. You know, it, it's only two games in, but it just all looks the same, same. Who, who do you think Newcastle, they were going to bring somebody in, Chris, like a big a big striker, and, and I think we need a couple of them. Uh, who would you think they should go for? Because I've been hearing this first year, have you got any take on that? Not because he seems to have gone on strike. Yeah, the, the Forestieri story is an interesting one. We saw Carlos Carvajal, the Sheffield Wednesday boss, come out to say that he's going nowhere. I, I, I'm led to believe there are a number of clubs. It isn't just Newcastle who are looking at him. I know Norwich, Alex Neal's got an interest there, and there's one or two others. And just because of, of what a fine player he was, he proved that at Watford, and he, he carried that on with uh, with Sheffield Wednesday last season. He's not the answer. He's not your, your target man. If, if you yourself, Andrew, are looking for a target man, someone to bring others into play, Forestieri is, is most certainly not that. He's more of an elusive number 10 that likes to drop off into the holes between defence and midfield and, and make things happen. So he wouldn't be my man if you're looking for, for that kind of target man. I think you've said Peter Crouch there. He's mm -hmm. attainable for the simple fact that he's not really getting a look in at Stoke City. But I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll stick by what I said. I think the man for that job is Alexander Mitrovic. He is someone who, in fits and starts last season, showed that with the faith of a manager, with the, the, the passionate Geordie fans that pack out St James's Park every week, if they get on his side as opposed to get on his back, I have no doubt he could absolutely do wonders in that championship. Whether he can carry that on into the Premier League remains to be seen, but no question, 20-25 goals in the championship, what that would do for the lads' confidence, we all know it would be absolutely flying, and then you may just have the player that we all thought you were getting when you spent the best part of £12 million signing him from uh, Anderlecht last summer. Yeah, because that, yeah, when you've got when you've got um, somebody, you've got the players on the wings that can deliver the good passes. And he would be the, the perfect person in there. The, the, the only issue I've got with him is that he misses a lot of chances, Chris. A lot. He does miss a lot of chances. I think that I would temper that though by saying that whilst in the Premier League you're more and often than not you're punished for those chances you miss and the championship is a little bit more forgiving. And the old maxim that they used to use about another of your favourite sons up there in the, in the, the northeast, Andy Cole, he was the same. Glenn Hoddle, remember, used to accuse him of, you know, it would take five chances before he scored a goal. But having said all of that, he is someone that puts himself in the position. And I know there's many, and there's a lot of school of thoughts, and I'm one of them. A, a sign of a good striker is someone that gets in the position. And if they only, you know, if they only score one from five chances, at least they're getting in those positions. And I always think finishing and, and the comfortableness of, of, of taking chances, that comes with age, that comes with maturity, and I've no doubt that, you know, give him a run. The boy needs a run of games. He's been his own worst enemy. I get that with the stupid cards and the stupid sending-offs. He is slowly maturing, though. Get Rafa behind him, get you boys behind him, and I'm sure he'll do a good job. 
I think the problem it's maybe the problem with Newcastle fans is because they they love they love that type of temperament. And to me, he's one of these players. You need to be able to get. You need somebody with a. Like you've got the coaches there, but I just think you need a, somebody like a temperament. That would be going there and getting get into him every day in training. And I know it sounds silly, but you know, Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer. Uh, to you know, uh, to, I'm you sure know, he uh, he's been invited by uh, Rafa Benitez get, to get involved in some way. A couple of training sessions a week with Alan Shearer to to, to get him more focused. I think would probably you probably score the goals. Alan Shearer's an interesting one. My goodness, I I don't know. You're more privy to that than I am. I'm not where I'm not sure if conversations are being had with Rafa Benitez. But uh, yeah, listen, no question. Alan Shearer, the, the great Alan Shearer, he is. I'm sure a few sessions with him would would make all of the difference. But uh, yeah, you've just you, you've got to work on the training ground. Rafa Benitez, you know, the, there is money to spend, and he spent a lot this summer. But it's not an open checkbook. And you know, if if I could accuse Rafa Benitez of 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 you know that in the past, then it has always been that when there's a problem problems arrived, he's ran out and, and tried to use the, the, the checkbook. He's got to work with Alexander Mitrovic and he's got to ensure whether that is bringing someone to work in with him closely or, or trying to get the best out of him, a, a shoulder, you know, an arm around the shoulder, whatever it is, get him back fit in that team. And, uh, you know, as I say, I go back to it, I've no doubt he'll score. The, the championship is a division that is, is set up for a lot of the players that you guys have. And, you know, I'm still confident, although it has been two games, two defeats, that you will get the job done. And I think your, your main rivals for promotion, as I said earlier, will be Norwich, I think. But then again, you look at Norwich, they're, they're playing Cameron Jerome up front. He's a man that's not going to yeah. score 20, 25 goals. They're struggling themselves to find a striker. So it's not easy. I just think Newcastle have a good one in their midst. They just need to get the best out of them. Yeah, it's, I, think yeah a, I think that's the the a, problem is there's, there's so many strikers, there's out, there strikers out there, and obviously you, I think it's Derby that have been linked with with Forestieri, but I've never really heard of him. Like I don't know if he's a big lad, he's strong lad, he scores headers, he gets tappings, he puts his foot in there, and that's the trouble, isn't it? I think I'm surprised with Benitez getting all these players. That he hasn't brought in somebody to to combat to the Mitrovic issue, issue, get him to be working. To be working. It's just it's, it's a bit of a strange thing that if if the if the rumours are that he is trying to he's not interested. The only reason I can understand it because he got zero zero pace, nothing, nothing. Yeah, but then the, the job there then is to surround him with pace. You know, mm. if we're talking about if we're talking about the championship, and and you know, again, I, I'm not necessarily agreeing with you. I've got to say, I, I think you know there are different ways in which you can play a football match. I, I don't mm. think you need a big number nine, and I know the number nine jersey is, is synonymous with, with Newcastle and, and all the great tradition and, and and all the rest of it that, that surrounds that particular football shirt. But you know, you don't necessarily need a six foot four. You know, big lumbering lout just to, to to play off of. I think you know there are different ways to play the game, and it's important that if you do go down that route, and you mentioned there, Andrew, that, that Alexander Mitrovic isn't blessed with, with great pace. Surround pace with him. You know, Matt Ritchie has got great pace. Dwight Gale, if you know if he's in played in the right positions, has got searing pace as well. And you know, Newcastle will, will have great joy from that. But with regards to Forestieri, he is not that. I can tell you that. I've, I've watched him numerous times. He's he's what you'd call the the old schemer, he's a bit like a, a Peter Beardsley, he's quite diminutive in stature, he is someone that would do very well off of 
a Dwight Gale or off of or, uh, an Alexander Mitrovic and uh, you mentioned Derby very keen on him I know there's a number of clubs as well and he would be the kind of player that, that would, would no doubt light up St James's Park and, and could be a very good foil for both Gale and Mitrovic and just another option in that final third for Rafa Benitez what do you think, Neil, on, on Mitrovic when he still starts to play? Is it is the problem that he, it's the pace? It's the pace. Well, that seemed to be the case last season. Case last season. But whether in this division that pace matters all that much is a different different thing. Different thing. It's about the players you get around him. I think. Yeah, it could be, it could be a lot of things. A lot of things. I th- I th- you know, the, the Newcastle are so the set up. Do you think that with um, Benitez being in being in there? Uh, do you know what he was like in, in Spain? Did did he go a big man up top, Chris, when he was over there? Well, you look at it throughout his career. I mean, I mean, Real Madrid very difficult. There was no big man. It was Benzema, Bale, Ronaldo. When you look at what he did at Liverpool, I mean, yeah, he had big men. I mean, he brought in Fernando Morientes, didn't he? he? Brought in Torres, very different from, you know, from a, from a big man. Torres certainly wasn't. He played Gerard off Torres and, and looked for the, the speed and, and pace of Torres in behind. Yes, he did have Peter Crouch. He brought in the. The, the big man as a plan B, if you will. So he knows what Peter Crouch is, is capable of. But in, in terms of, of Rafa Benitez being a, a kind of big man, in terms of enjoying a big man striker, no, he, he very much tailors a team to what he thinks the strengths are. And I just think that in the case of Mitrovic, certainly from what I'm reading about it, I, I know Neil mentioned he's suspended, he's yet to be convinced by uh, by Alexander Mitrovic, but he's clearly got his way of, of thinking and way of playing. Whether that does involve a, a big number nine remains to be seen. I, I, I don't think it does. I mean, if you're telling me that uh, Forestieri has been lengthened, that suggests to me that the one thing that Rafa is trying to bring in at the team is pace. He, he wants to, to play at a, a high pace with the passing and wants players that are able to drift past players. And there's no question that in Ritchie and in Forestieri and Dwight Gale, you have players who are very adept at ball and feet. You also have players that can make things happen in that final third. And that will be so key. And I go back to what I said earlier. Teams you all know right now don't expect teams to come out and play expansive stuff at St James's Park teams are going to come they're going to set up they're going to be organised disciplined they're going to sit in and make you boys break them down and there'll be many times this season I'm sure that you guys will be voicing your frustrations if you don't bring the players in that can break down those defences How many players do you think we need to bring in Neil? We need a left back we need a left winger we need a left winger and we need a creative midfielder and we need to ship six out yeah yeah Six what out, you, Neil. What, what six? You, what six would you be shipping out? Sissoko, Tiote. Um, I think young, <laughs> the younger of the Amiobi brothers' time is done. Uh, he's still at the football club, is he? Ah, Sammy's still ours, ah, yeah. He's, they put him on a long contract. He spent last season on loan. Yeah, Cardiff. And, and he's come back, and uh, he hasn't even got a squad number. Um, and I think from the players that have gone in, I still think Jan Matt will be a, it'll be a casualty. Um, I think we need to lose a keeper. We're, we're top heavy with keepers now. Uh, so there's, there's one of the keepers has got to go, I think. Um, and then I suppose we've got rid of the two French lads now. So then that's that's a bit savage, haven't you? Savage, haven't you? Oh, Savia, that's oh, the other one. That's, 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 that's yeah, they're the one who's yeah, supposed to requirements. Because Benitez obviously just doesn't fancy him at all. 
Have you got anything on uh, Savat, uh, Chris? Because uh, Chris I never heard of him before he came to the club. He came He's a captain over there, wasn't he? Yeah, good player. I'm, I'm a big Henry Saviat. Was a big fan. Watched a lot of him at Bordeaux and in French football. And I know it scouted heavily, as uh, you'd expect from from your lot scouting the French players. And yeah, good player at Bordeaux. And I'm sure there'll be no shortage of takers if, if Newcastle. And, and the rumour is that you know Rafa just doesn't fancy him. He'll head back to France. He'll probably get a decent move. And yeah, surprising that one that it, that it's not quite worked out. Um, then again, you know, there's been so many French players that, that mm. for all the, the good signings that you boys have brought in, for, for every one there's been five that have been just shocking because you look at the, the lad Riviere that you brought in from Monaco, I mean, mm. my goodness, he was he was going back to the Stefan Givarge days of, of when you brought him to the football club. Are so, you still there, yeah, as well? Certainly. still there as well? <laughs> is he still there? Is, is he still there? Yeah, oh, he's still there. Oh, Aye, aye, aye. So you've got, yeah, you've got problems. The, uh, it's fair to say your, your acquisition team, a certain uh, Graham Carr, is, uh, has got a lot to answer for because there's been a lot of dross that has passed through your welcome to, uh, welcome to St. James's Park door over the past few years, that's for sure. What's your thoughts on uh, Sissoko? Because that's a bit of a strange one. Even if he's back in the team, I don't quite understand what's going on there. I like Sissoko. I know mentally he's... Uh, he, he seems to want away and his head's gone. He's, he's dreaming of probably playing alongside Messi, Suarez or Ronaldo or Bale or whoever else he thinks he's good enough to play for. But yeah, he's a, he is a good player. I think he's, he's built for the Premier League. I often kind of chuckled at how Newcastle used him. They used to of, often use him wide right. I know Didier Deschamps used him there as well in, in the Euro final. I think he can do a lot more damage centrally though. Like a, like a Yaya Toure, break at pace. He can carry the ball great distances. He's, he, he's a bit all action in there and you know, I mean, if you boys, if you boys get anywhere close to 35 million, which I've seen some some figures banded around, mm. then you'll you'll be laughing because as fine a player as he is, you don't want any player that that doesn't want to be at your football club. You want to get the best possible fee that you possibly can. You, you wish him well and you move on from that. But yeah, it is bizarre. He, he's ahead of his. He, he clearly thinks he's better than he is. Although he is a good player, as I say, and uh, yeah, the sooner you get him out shipped out, the better because then it will allow Rafa to go and bring in the players that want to play for that football club and that can make a difference in the coming season. Who, do you, who can you see him going to? Who can you see him going to? Oh, a good one. Uh, who can I see him going to? A, a Premier League club, I think someone... I mean, it depends how much you guys are it's actually wanting. Because it's if, you're wanting if you're wanting 35 million, there's not many clubs that will pay that, undoubtedly. Um, you may end up... What you might have to do, and it wouldn't surprise me, is, is loaning him for a year. You might have to just get his head right loan him, get a couple of mil in, in the coffers, uh, unload his wages for a year and then reassess it again in the summer because there's no doubt if he was available, I'm looking at an Everton, I'm looking at a Southampton, a Swansea, uh, you know, he maybe thinks he's better than that, but they're the kind of clubs, because I don't see any of the top four, I don't see Chelsea, maybe, no, in fact, I was going to say Arsenal, but no, they, they've got Granite Xhaka, they, they seem quite well stocked in there, so I don't see any top four. Victor Wanyama's joined Spurs. I don't see them coming into the reckoning for him. I don't see Chelsea. I don't see City, United, Liverpool. I don't see touching them. So there, there's only a finite amount of options for him. And, and Zinedine Zidane, will he take him to Real Madrid? I'm yet to be convinced. What do you think, Neil? Because it's, a, Neil, it's because an ongoing it's issue, isn't it, with the Sissoko? Me and I would have had him shipped out ages ago. I don't care about getting big money for him. He's bad news around that team. And the quicker he's out the dressing room, the quicker he's out the club, the better. 
Yeah, I, I just can't yeah, see. I, I can't see Newcastle getting 35 million for Sissoko, but there must be a stain on his character because clubs would club would be coming in for him already. I think they've watched that video of a moment up in the touchline of France over the summer, and then just thought, no, this is the measure of the book. That's what you've seen the whole season. He's whinging on about I need to play in big games and I want to show I'm the best. Well, you know what? If he turned up in ten games last season instead of the three that he did, we mightn't have got relegated. That's, that's, to me, it's like a, a, a huge problem because you can only have 20... How many players can you have in the league, Chris? You would know more than me, but is it 23 players or is it 27 in the championship? Oh, no, you can have, as far as I'm aware, in terms of registering, is it 25? I think it's the same as the Premier League. You can register 25 and then it's the same with your youth players. So uh, I know Newcastle squad was bloated, although, although Neil's run through a lot of players who have since left, but you've still got a lot of players at that football club. Um, and but then again, you know, you, you've got to you've got to get a solution to to Suzuko because, you know, if he is going to stay at that football club, you, you've got to try and utilise him in some way because there's no doubt. Say what you want about the man, he is a very effective footballer, and if his head is in the right place, he would be he he would be probably head and shoulders above anyone else in the championship. Uh, how's it going with the league in Dubai? Um, obviously, we haven't, met, haven't talked about that in a while. Uh, because obviously, Toyota was being linked to going to the Middle East. Uh, what's what's it like trying to get big big time players over there? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very lucrative for some agents. Often, I get calls from agents trying to, to position players. I could name one or two, which I shall not do from from the championship from the Premier League as well. Who seem to think that there's just an endless stream of cash. It's not quite like that. It's not China. It's not, uh, you know, there's not exorbitant, well, there are fees being paid, but it's not the, the ridiculous levels that we see over in China. But there's some big names here. You know, we obviously see the, the Moses Sows of this world, a man who led Lille, led the line for Lille a, a couple of years back to their League and Cup double played, of course, alongside Eden Hazard, etc. Uh, and in the case of Czech Teote, I am told that there is an interest from Al Jazeera, which is the Abu Dhabi-based club here. Yep. They've had a long-term interest in Teote. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a few other players that you'll know. Mirko Vucinic, the Montenegrin international, uh, made his name primarily with Juventus. Uh, most of the time it was in Italy. I think he also had a spell at uh, Fiorentina, if memory serves me correct, as well. So there are some big-name players here, some very good players. Everton, Ribeiro, as well, a man heavily linked with AC Milan and Manchester United over the past few seasons. I mean, he's in is very much still in the pomp. I think he's, what, 27, 28, still a Brazil international. So you do get some fine, fine players over here. You've just got to marry that with a, a semblance of... Um, well, a semblance of realism here that you, you, you're not going to earn 100, 150, 200,000 pounds a week. For anyone that thinks that, it's just completely ludicrous and complete nonsense. There is good money to, to be earned here, but you need to prove it because one of the things, the, the club owners, they are, they are not patient individuals. If you think the Premier League and Mr. Obramovich and Mr. Ashley are bad, then you should see some of the owners over here. They, they want success. They want instant success. And if these big-name players don't bring that in a season, then uh, more often than not, they're out in their ear and they're looking for the next big-name arrival to, to, to bring into their squads. I think the interesting thing, the for, interesting thing uh, for people here, for obviously people they, here, you can't they see or any of the games in the championships unless the they're televised, particular televised ones in general. Ones in general. And I, I would think and over I there in Dubai, Dubai, you don't get any championship, don't get any games, any there. championship games there. 
We get some, yeah, there's always one on. Um, yeah, there is. Neil will, Neil will testify. He's probably keeping a close eye on, on what games are coming on and off now because he's got a bigger interest in the championship. But sorry to, to rub that one in, Neil. But, uh, yeah, did you see the game? Yeah, I'm going to make a fantasy Premier League and not invite the guy who was teaming the championship. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Sorry about that, Neil. Yeah, just forget. I get a little caught up in there. I just forget that Newcastle fans would even want to take part in the fantasy team. But yeah, there are games, there are championship games on. And uh, yeah, the, the, the wonders of modern technology, you can jump on a laptop and stream basically any game that you want these days. So it's always... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's um what's um when when it when it's in Dubai, obviously is the main thing, the top four, the top four? Is that where the most uh, of the fans are? Weirdly, yeah, weirdly not, Andrew. It just mm-hmm. depends. The, the TV producers will decide which game they, they want to play. It could be incredibly random. There have been times, you know, I've sat down to, to Barnsley versus Bristol City at times, you know, they're, they're, and that's no disrespect to both of those clubs, but, you know, you, you can basically get what you want, and a, a, lot of, a lot of the championship games will be very random. It's not like it will be Newcastle every single week. It may well be Nottingham Forest or Derby or... You know, wolves, whatever the case may be, you, you've just you, you're at the whim of the TV producers over here. What's what's your thoughts what's on Sunderland? We'll have, we have to talk about them. <laughs> but um, what, what's but, your um, thoughts on Sunderland? The, the fact that they brought in Moisey, who has probably been in your studios, hasn't he? Yeah, I've I've spoken to Moyes a couple of times, and I I like him. I, I like him as a guy. I like him as an appointment. I think it's for the long term. I don't think he's he's talking nonsense when he says he is there for long term. He wants to put roots down. He wants to to build a club. And I guess it's quite worrying for for you boys being being Newcastle fans because I think uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I think Rafa's a great appointment, and he's did very well to hold on to him. And he's talked about the project, etc. But but Moyes, I think, would have also done very well for Newcastle. I think it's a good appointment. You'll take t- it will take time. But he will get that football club on a, on a solid footing. I expect them to stay in the division. I don't expect them to be in a relegation battle this season. And uh, I basically expect David Moyes to replicate exactly what he did over, what, eight, nine, ten seasons at Everton. Slowly but surely get a certain footballer in at that football club. And more than that, a footballer that wants to actually play for the football club and David Moyes. Not these mercenaries that we've often seen head for the North East because no one else wants them. And because they'll, they'll earn top bucks up there. Yeah, I think, especially when they, I think uh, it's been interesting when the the the, 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 the chairman of Sunderland said he's the one player manager they've always wanted, but they're not really giving them that much money so far. Yeah, what has he spent? Five point five million on Donald Love and and Paddy McNair. The eight million as well on the centre-back's name that I'm not even going to try and pronounce that they signed from Chelsea, the, uh, the Ivorian, or, or Senegalese, I think it was, I do apologise. So, yeah, they've, 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 brought a, they've brought a few players in. I think the key to him is, is keeping the hold of the boys he's got. He's brought Adnan Yanazai in as well, of course, on loan. But, uh, yeah, Moyes will take time. That's one thing I thought he did as well as anyone, and, and he was... He was quite sure of himself in that uh, first press conference at Sunderland. He was quick mm-hmm. to point out that his record of, of buying value at Everton, and there's no doubt in my mind he did that. When you look at some of his signings, you know he brought in Julian Lescott, five million from Wolves. He brought in Phil Jagielka, who I think at the time three and a half, four million from Sheffield United. He brought Timmy Cahill from Millwall, two point one million. What a signing he proved to be. Andy Johnson as well from uh, from Palace. So he's always got value for money. Has David Moyes? He's got a solid. I always felt. Manchester United was just too big a club for him. Real Sociedad was not 
not an environment where I think David Moyes can excel in the La Liga, and that's no disrespect to, to his management style. The Premier League is where it is at for David Moyes. With a club the size of the club that Sunderland is, I'm sure he will attract a certain player to that football club. And it might not be pretty to begin with, but they will have something to cheer about in the coming seasons, I've no doubt about it. Are you a fan of Moyes, Neil? I would have taken him last season. Him last season. Uh, before we did yeah, the unthinkable did and got Rafa. Um, I think when yeah, we were looking at our options, when we we were talking at Christmas about how McLaren had to go, he was one of the few that was sort of readily available. Um, and I think at the time we'd have taken him because he may well have been able to galvanise with enough. But who knows? I mean, if they'd been able to bring Rafa in at Christmas, that would have been even better. But, you know, um, you it's know, all ifs um, and buts, isn't, isn't it? Have you, um, so tell me, what's your... What's your uh, I know you've got to go quite soon, Chris. What's the... Um, what's your, who do you think is going to win the title this season? Which one, Championship or Premier League? Good. Do for, go for two. Go for two. I'll go with, I've got to stick with my main man, Alex Neal. I know Alex quite well, and, and being a, a fellow Scot, I, I, think Norwich, I think Norwich will get there. The reason I say Norwich is defensively, I think there's a, there's a, a real solidity about them. I like Ivo Pinto, the, the right back. You then look at their centre-halves, I think they started with Bennett and the lad closer that signed from uh, Werder Bremen in January. And then at left-back, Martin Olsen, who I know has been linked with a few clubs in the Premier League. If they can hold him, then I think Norwich will, will be the team. Uh, will be the team to beat in that division. I think Newcastle will finish. I think it's between Norwich and Newcastle, so I'll, I'll say Norwich to win it, Newcastle to finish second. In terms of the Premier League, I'm going to go for Manchester United because of the Jose factor. But uh, I've said this, the dark horses and uh, the ones that I, I really do think could go really close, and, and Neil will attest to this. I said this long before yesterday's performance. I think Liverpool. I think no European football. Mm-hmm. I think the intensity with which Jurgen Klopp approaches things, the way his team will approach things, I think Liverpool have got a fantastic... In fact, I'd go as far as to say I think this is the, maybe the best chance that they've ever had of winning a title. And I know that sounds crazy when you think they've got no real standout world-class talisman, if you will. But in Mane and Firmino and Coutinho and Lalana and Origi, they've got players' bags of, of, of technical ability, bags of pace... And I think they'll turn over some big guns this year, and, and I think they will go mightily close to winning the title. I'll stick with the United, but I would not be surprised if Liverpool were the toast of the Premier League come the end of the season. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks for coming great on, Chris. I appreciate it. I appreciate and I know who, what the echo is now. Thanks so much for coming on, and I'll stick to you again soon, mate. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Andy. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, man. been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Great to have Chris on, eh? Chris, Chris on, eh? He's got, he's got, uh, he's knows that he knows everything and everything. That's that's what you want, isn't it? He is. He knows his stuff. Does Chris uh, very, very much? Um, I've got the pleasure of of sitting, spend some time with him every now and again. Uh, but the pleasure of inviting me into the studios every now and again and let me spout my verbal diarrhea, as I say, across the airwaves in Dubai. Um, he knows his stuff. He knows his football inside out, and I can testify. The guy's a Man U fan, and he's been talking Liverpool up for weeks, <laughs> absolutely weeks, and that that takes a big thing to do. Uh, and we were sat, there was a few were sat around after the show on Saturday, uh, just before all the, the Premiership games kicked off. Uh, they do a show on the Saturday called the Grill in one of the sports bars here, 
Um, and I went and joined them. We were sat around with, with, with a lot of the pundits, pundits and, and Chris has been consistent with what he's been saying all, all along. Um, mm. And uh, it, it was interesting to get, get their take on how we've been in the championship and how we would fare in the championship. Um, and and the, what I have to say, I've never been saying over here, and you know this, because we've said this on the radio here plenty of times ourselves, nobody in the New, Newcastle fans thinks we're going to walk this league mm. at all. Mm, yeah, I believe that. The echo's gone, as you can imagine. I think well, it was definitely, looks like it was Nova Radio that was causing the echo, because there was ah. four people on my um on my system so but anyway but it's gone now thankfully and uh, I've got my next caller on the line and it's Keith for Sunday fan good evening Keith good evening how are you doing Andrew we'll have the echo back <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I said Andrew before you've got the Sunderland echo now you just relax <laughs> yeah, it was causing me problems believe you me that echo I was losing it oh, big style yeah, it was but so it was, wasn't it? So tell me, obviously Sunderland, uh, it's been an interesting summer for Sunderland. The, I th- by all accounts, you've got the, the man you've always wanted, Keith. What, what, well, tell me what you <laughs> think on about it. <laughs> got the man Ellis allegedly always wanted, but goodness <laughs> me, why that one had Martin O'Neill, you know, all the links of the club history and etc. Boyhood fan. Mm-hmm. We've had some managers. This team has been slightly different. We normally sack them and we're looking around for a different manager for a different reason. This time we've got a few million quid for losing my manager. But uh, Big Sam got slated, obviously, when he arrived. His style of football was meant to be dreadful, but for us, he did. He's used it before, galvanised the team, got the players' winning mentality. Not just about not getting beat. I mean, they were winning. And I'll go back. We obviously spoke at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Everton, Chelsea were standout games and performances. Goals mm-hmm. scored, winning games. So, look, we lost him. That's history. It dragged on. Pleased that we made a very, very swift and efficient replacement. Um, happy about that. I did tell you, obviously, when you were speaking about coming on the show, mm-hmm. it's hard for us to have a true opinion. I've only seen as much as you guys. The mm-hmm. media ran the Sam Allardyce show of when he might or might, might not be going. Nobody had inside information. So, ultimately, we all knew that he was going to go sooner or later. He's gone. David Moyes, you just finished off with the last caller there, who was mm-hmm. spot on, by the way, but... Moyes, you've had once uh, had your eye on him. Mm. Decent manager, can't say I'm unhappy. Tough test for the first game of the season and a few player issues as well, which, to be honest, some of the players that we've got the alleged problems with, <laughs> whether you believe social media or not, mm. but some of them were signed by Sam and the new guys, not only going to keep the lid on them and keep them happy, but still also pretty quickly find new players. Don't know much about any of them at all, to be honest. McNay, you know, he's not a first-team regular. Same with Love. So anybody who says they know about them, they must be pretty much close to them because they haven't caught the eye on TV and, and just general media. So, look, at judges out on them so far. Yanazai, bloody hell, I thought he was boy wonder. So to get him in for a season, I'm delighted with that. Let's hope it works out. And we've done well with lone players. Barini being one, he was a superstar when he was on loan. Going back, Danny Rose, a couple of seasons back, he's broken the England team, he was solid for us. You know, Yedlin's just went back to Chelsea in exactly the same mould as Danny Rose. He grew with ourselves. Marcus Alonso, who had left back, he ran the show up at St James's Park a few derbies ago. So we've had loan players that's Obiana's eye, proves to be one of them. You know, he's 
obviously a superstar in the making. Yeah, I think um, with, with Sunderland, I've, I think well on Saturday they they you know they only lost two one against Man City, fair enough, at the first game of the season, but you you can imagine there'll be a um, a changeover in in personnel steadily. I would think because yeah. I think Sam left is with quite a good quite a good team, a, a defensive team, a, a team that fights for, each, for itself. And obviously Newcastle didn't have that at all till the no, end of the season. No, not at all. Yeah, I think and that's then, well, we've got a goal scorer for one, uh, so mm-hmm. that's one thing for certain. We discovered his form somewhat, and yet yeah, Kabul, goodness me, I remember um, yeah, fellow Mister Reith when he was laughing and he was calling them like kebabs and everything. Oh God, my tell it is. <laughs> He is he has been fantastic. Surprised me and surprised many, but he's been rock solid. So yeah, Sam did get the defensive side sort of sorted, but you've got to look at my defeat on Saturday. Goodness me, Van Arnold had a mate at the start of last season, and sure enough, Sam got him right back on track, and he was a revelation towards the end of the season mm-hmm. under Sam, and he was right back to square one, made an error, you know, a clumsy mm-hmm. early challenge. Cost with the lead effectively, so you know, obviously, give them the one cost of it. Sorry, gifted them the lead, and it was always going to be hard anyway without giving them a one nil start after three or four minutes. The own goal, if you can call it that, was somewhat unfortunate on the player, but you know, they didn't actually score an outright open play, they, they weren't making fantastic chances against her. You know, it was an own goal, and the penalty gifted to them. So you can take some comfort from that, but yeah, Moyes has got a bit of work to do to get the team to be his style. The few new players he's got to blend with what was there from Sam, hopefully it'll project onto the field. And hopefully, obviously, you know the crack. Second game, new manager, Derby game. But at the weekend, it's got to expect the win. Otherwise, Moyes is down the road again. We'll have to sack him. You know the route. He's... <laughs> this, I'll, I'll give this to Keith in a second, but. What's your thoughts on corner, Neil? Sorry, what the? I'll give it to Neil first. Mike? What's your thoughts, right, on thoughts on corner? Um, well, it's just typical. You know, Chris McCarty mentioned it before mm. about mercenary players heading to the northeast, and we've had my fair share of this. Mm. Oh, I've done something good, so I need a pay rise. And my agent mm. says I'm going to get a move to Juventus, and my agent says this, and my agent says that, and it smacks of all of that because you know who his agent is, don't you? I don't know oh, who it is. He's, it's our friend and everybody's friend in Newcastle, Willie Mackay. Oh, and we've nice. had all of that with him before. And now it's Sunderland's <laughs> turn. And so we know how this game works. This game works with Willie Mackay and his son saying, we want our cut of this share, so we're going to create and stir and get the player. Pound or penny, there's been a transfer request gone in. Mm-hmm. And, and Everton will be paying off... To extra to get over the lightly bonus thing, which is just the biggest joke in football, or one of the biggest jokes in football going, this lightly bonus malarkey. The whole reason Sissoko hasn't officially handed a transfer request in, because mm. he's thinking if I get 35,000, 35 million transfer fee, I'm due 3.5 million in my pocket, thank you very much. No, you're not, son, get lost. Mm. But there you go, that, this is how it seems to be. Um, and that's all it strikes of me, it, it's agents' games. And and sadly, it's going to affect both clubs where we're both sort of in the positions we've been in. That players are going to come in and say, we're going to make a quick book here. Um, I hesitate to use the word stepping stone. It's just a, it's a cash register. We're walking cash registers, and that's what it strikes off to me. 
because he was in and out more than a fiddler's elbow. He was here, he was there, he was supposed to be at Everton, and then he was pictured at the training ground training, and it's like, well, hang on, if you're at Everton, you can't have been there as well, unless you've got a twin brother or something like, oh, that bloody film with you. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, you know, the prestige, <laughs> where there's actually really two of them in a cloning machine or whatever. Um, it's not possible. So, but this is all agents playing games as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what Keith makes of it. Go ahead, Keith. Well, I, I think there's a couple of things. Obviously, again, it was that void, so the uncertainty of what the outgoing manager had promised or had said, you know. So there's a tiny little bit of leverage there that the agent may well have worked on and trying to hit the new manager and the new manager obviously needing to impress might well bend to the agent's demands quicker but you know Coney has got a reputation it's not him that runs his Twitter account all the time you know I mean sure he's sitting in the same room but uh, there's some stuff comes on his Twitter feed which isn't live from him uh, and yes agents if they're having a quiet month the only way they can get paid is if there's some activity with their players and Coney had a good you know January until May at Sunderland caught somebody's eye and yet they're going to push for it because if they're earning nothing if they can manufacture and wangle a situation either improve contract that's them on the payroll again and collecting a fee or if it's a transfer and you're down the road to another club again it's a fee so you're right agents have got a vested interest in the players activity in transfer windows but Coney as a person uh, of what I've seen of him on the pitch you know, when you pick your talisman and a, and a hero who you'd want, the fella, you know, he does everything right to the crowd. And it, 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 by the way, it doesn't seem as if he's just playing up to them. He genuinely seems to get lost in the emotion when he's actually playing. He's one of those guys that seems... You remember when he came, he didn't come to Winston. He, that was a prolonged uh, on-off signing for Sam. And Sam is generally a pretty good dealer in the market. But once he got here... Goodness me, he was fantastic in the, his response to the crowd. He'd play up to them, but it, was, it seemed genuine, still does. That kid who shoved his phone into his car last week and put it on social media and had the chat with a guy, you know, Coney and his bit of French-English, did put over the, you know, yeah, I'm happy, but I've been promised a contract. That was from his own mouth. There was no press, no tampering with what was said. That was his own words, albeit it was like 30 seconds. So, look, Coney seems me for me decent if he really didn't want to go and it was a genuine transfer request from the player get him gone because an unhappy player you know just playing begrudgingly is not the sort of player you want and like you said earlier on Andrew his team that needs commitment and battle if he's not battling for the cause he's no use to get the 18, 20, 21 million whatever has been discussed but the flip side is I definitely wouldn't want him to go what he's shown as a footballer and if his passion is genuine that appears I'd keep him I love the fella how could he be allowed to go to Liverpool? And well, again, I don't get that uh, one. Well, uh, again, it's, it's just what's been said there. Is it true? Was he there? What was he there for? Uh, has his agents coerced him there and says, oh, look, have a look, this is what happens pre-season. You know, we'll have you down here. We'll have a chat. And if we don't get the contract, we've got a plan B. You don't know how he, how he ended exactly. up being there and under what circumstances. Exactly. Again, we probably will never know about that. That aside, if Cornea turns out and puts a performance in, and by the way, on Saturday he didn't seem to be affected by it. He, he seemed to play a decent performance when you consider up against multi-million pound talent. He had a decent game. He turned out and he, he didn't shirk tackles. He wasn't looking as if he was trying to keep himself fit for a transfer. 
Um, okay, he didn't totally shine either, but he ha- he was there and he attended very well. So <laughs> I don't know why he was in Liverpool. Why would anybody go to Liverpool? He'd be in there. Once I think, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's you know you you can't have agents like you. You would think there there should be something if somebody does something like that, especially with uh, the the players' association. Uh, they're under contract. Surely there has to be in the FA. This has to be somewhere you can say, right? This guy sent my client down to there. This should be an immediate investigation. I mean it, and I mean a mean a quick one, unless David Moyes knows uh, Willie himself, possibly. Well, look, the good thing is it is Everton, and Moyes has got a good relationship with many men, many of the air board members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, I, I'm I'd yeah. move on. Look, that, that issue will resolve itself one way or other. We'll get a fee for him. He'll be gone, or he'll stay. And God bless him if he does. He's a cracking mm-hmm. football. We've got a decent player as long as he's staying for the right reasons and it's mm-hmm. resolved. But uh, again, that's Moyes' skill to work that out. That's his job. You know, he's had big players, he's, he, and the players that's just been named there, they did bring in Everton. He did buy them on the cheap, effectively, but they went on to become very big players. So. He can handle them, and he had players at Man U as well. He had to deal with them, whether he had done it successfully or not. I think that's probably a bad way to judge Moyes because he followed the best manager of my lifetime, um, Salah mm-hmm. Ferguson. He's just been phenomenal. So he's, he still had to deal with players at Man U, and I guess he's done it pretty well. So mm-hmm. look at that. Coney should be a walk in the park for him one way or the other. He'll either show him the door and take a fee or, or resolve it, and I hope it's the latter. But What's your thoughts on the, new, on the new on the new signings? Because um, normally you hear of other players coming in, like because you can't rely on just a four. Uh, who no, would no. you like to Who would you like to to come in? If there's anybody that you've you've heard they've been linked with, because I haven't really heard much at all. Again, no, no, you hear stuff, but I, I've got to be honest. Now, there's players come in. This I'll just use his Christian name. Uh, is there uh, a guy from Chelsea? Bloody hell, you know. Pappy, goodness knows what mm-hmm. his name is. I'd never heard of him, so the best mm-hmm. thing that all you guys do as well, if you get a player, you, you Google him and you think, mm-hmm. all right, what's he done? So I don't know anything of him. I'm not going to preach. I'd like to see some in the flesh because I'll go back to January. I'd seen nothing at Kirchhoff and then I had a yeah. nightmare debut and then went on to be one of our stars of the season. Likewise, Coney and likewise, Casri to a lesser degree. Three cracking players Sam brought in, and I knew nothing of any one of them. You know, players you're hopeful of getting. Well, yeah, Jagiel has been mentioned. Yeah, I'd like him. But, you know, Everton are saying no to him. I'm not bothered. David Moyes' job's obviously a qualified manager. He'll pick who he thinks will be the blend for the players. A, that he's got, and B, he'll know who's actually leaving as well if any of them are heading to the door, and Coney could be one of them as well. So I'm just happy to get the transfer windows out the way and get my team playing as a team and start to watch them. So next week I'll probably be slightly more educated in reviews because I will have had a, a live game under my belt and you'll watch some players that you don't always see on TV. You'll watch their movement off the ball as well and how they uh, encourage their teammates, how they pick themselves up from a knock. You know, So that's what I'll be looking for from my team is like how they respond to setbacks, etc., uh, but yes, a striker, either more goals from Barini and play more direct, or another, I'll, I'll name a name, someone like who you just lost, Andros Townsend, mm-hmm. somebody who can play down the wing and score goals. I'd like to think Yanazai from midfield has got a goal or two in him, so you're not 
we're not looking to buy a fifty million pound striker. Not that we'll spend that much, but we're not needing somebody like top brand striker. You've just got a midfielder who can come in and score, a winger who can add to the goals. So your your striker, if he does have a blip in form, is getting supported elsewhere. Park, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think that I think um, I think Sunderland fans are so used to starting bad, and I think the game against Middlesbrough. I think it'll be a very open game. Uh, what, what do you think the score is going to be? I think it. I think the. I think because it's, it is the first game of the season, um, unless you get more signings to come in, then in corner corner this theatre, um, I think Sunderland could look could look strong. Uh, but the way they're set up, it's just it is uh, Defoe and obviously Janis eye behind him. Well, it, it is, but you know, Barini's got goals in him, and Barini mm. he, he just. Right and left of of, of uh, Defoe. So okay, I'm not worried about the goals. We scored. We proved that at the end of last season we were scoring twos and three goals in the game. We, we get goals, and it's not all from Defoe. All that players. In fact, Coney bagged a couple as well, if you recall. So we've got them. We've got the goals going in. If the conference is up, people will have a goal. They'll have a shot, and you're getting goals from midfield. Sunday's game. Now here's a player mm-hmm. that that went off the radar and is coming up to play with Negredo. Goodness me, I thought he yeah. was fantastic in Man City. Yeah. Now, where where they plucked him from to come back in, he he would have been a... I thought he was a fantastic Premier mm-hmm. League-style centre-forward. Probably go on Saturday, so that's something to worry about. But if you said, who would I pick? I didn't even know the fellow was available. I didn't know his mm-hmm. status, you know. But oh, I would have had an agreed every day of the week. So there's one to watch and worry about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. As for us, I think it's down to confidence level, build as a team... And we'll get goals from several areas. And hopefully Moyes has got somebody that I'm not even aware of. Won't be on Twitter. Won't be on Facebook account. <laughs> and won't be in the Chronicle or Sunday Echo. He'll bring somebody in we weren't expecting. And I think mm. he'll know what it is. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, so that's it. You've just got to hope at the start of the season. Mm. Uh, but as I say before, a few me pals, we start in late January our season. So... Mm. It's not such a big deal. In fact, really, around about April time, we'll start playing. So this August, September, it's early days for Sunderland mm. being Sunderland. You know, we'll make it difficult. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on, Keith. We'll talk about what happened on uh, next Sunday with you on uh, yeah. on Monday. And we'll Happier see. next week when I've seen the game live. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll hopefully it'll be a good one under my belt as well. So I'll catch you next week. For you guys, just yeah, on yeah. that final note. Yeah, I met you all right, Neil. Good to see you yeah. again. Look, uh, briefly, uh, for you, it is a surprise. Sometimes mm-hmm. the shock has dropped down. I do think, like, they, you know, the guy just been honest, Chris. Yeah, Chris, he, yeah. He named, he named Norwich. He's going to be up there. It's going to be a little juggle about the top two and the third team dropping into that dreaded uh, pack of the um, the playoff section. And you've just got to stick at it. You've mm-hmm. got to find some goals. Uh, you know, he's were gifted a penalty that effectively he has mm. missed it on the rebound. Yeah, look, will change in that. And mm. you, you've just got to get up a, a run, that's what does it. Look at our run for survival. You've just got to run to the top. It does happen. And uh, as much as I laugh about how, how much you put faith into Rafa, he is a good manager, there's no doubt about it. So again, you don't know what he's thinking or what he might change. Mm. Speculation, but I'm sure he knows what he's doing, you know. And if he doesn't, well, you've got a problem, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> So good luck for that one. I'll see you next week after the Borough game. Okay. All right. Thanks, Keith. Spot on. Cheers, now. Cheers bye, mate. Bye. Take care. Bye now. It's always, I never know how to take it when somebody, <laughs> Neil, when it's got a Sunderland fan feeling sorry for us. 
Well, I, I was sat with a load, load of them at the end of last season. Uh, it was a group, group of Mackhams and Smuggies sat down and bought, bought a group of Geordies a drink, and they, they really meant it. it was, there was no sarcasm in there. It was just genuine, you know. It, it's, it is an, it's an unusual sort of, I, I guess, in the northeast between the, the teams up here, we know the, the, the melancholy of football support, and you understand it because we've all been there, I guess. Um, well, we're going to we're going to find out a bit we're going to find out a bit more about uh, Rafa because we've got Steve Hasty from Newcastle's Fans Forum. Good evening, Steve. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to talk. Let's get first to the we'll get to Fans Forum in a moment. But uh, the 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 big issue on Saturday was the flags. I know Neil's got to wants to talk about that. Go ahead, Neil. Well, do you know what? It looked fabulous. Every mm-hmm. everything I've seen. Images I've seen on on social media, uh, the pictures. There's a f- Lee Marshall's posted a fabulous picture across LinkedIn today of all places, which was just amazing. What a stunning picture! Yeah, the, the Gallagher end full of flags. But please, listen. If everything's to be believed, if you took a flag home, just bring it back. Just drop it into the back page or whatever. It's not your flag. It's everybody's flag. I know everybody gets carried away and excited and things like that, and I'll, and I'll give you that. I think I'd have been bloody carried away if somebody had stuck a dirty grey flag in my hand. Bearing in mind, usually at the cop end, there's about 50 flags. We had something like 500 in that ground this weekend. And what a fabulous initiative. And what you, if you want to see how the club's changing, how it interacts with fans and encourages fans, it's perfect. So please give it back. Give, give that faith and trust in us back. If you've got a flag, bring it back, man. Just hand it in. Nobody's going to ask any questions or whatever. Everybody say, oh, you just got carried away because you had a couple of beers before the match. So you get it back in so everybody can have that ground full of flags again. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like when the club put the bloody scarves out on the seats. Yeah. And, uh, and Steve will tell you this from previous seasons, previous relegation seasons. And they just expected everybody to bring them back. And we're like, no, you've got to do it again because it's not necessarily going to come back. But this time, these are flags. These have been invested by fans for fans that everybody's share them. It's not your personal property. Give it back. It, that really, really irritates me to the point where I get quite angry and there's been much wailing and gnashing of teeth via various forms of social media this, this week about this because it, it's bloody embarrassing. We do something really good by the fans for the fans with the club's total 100% blessing and involvement for once in what feels like forever. And again, Steve and I have been involved in some bloody hairy meetings in the past trying to get this through to the club. And now the shackles are off. Let's everybody play nice, eh? Mm. Well, so yeah, yeah, Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take my flag back to the back page on first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me, Dad, to take right, his back and all. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> you're right, though. It was, it was a fantastic uh, display and, and well done to the lads who organised it. I think, you know... Um, hats off to them. They've, they've, they've worked solidly for, for weeks and weeks trying to, first of all, raise the money to get it done, and then secondly, to actually organise the printing and distribution of those flags. Um, you know, they were in, there was a group of lads apparently in very, very early on, on Saturday, laying the flags out in various places, trying to identify the seats of the people who said they were willing to wave flags. I think at one point they were 150 short in terms of numbers, you know. And obviously, again, those the people who did wave the flags and who took responsibility, the fact that they got in early. And I mean, I, I got in just on about 2.30 and uh, I couldn't believe how full the ground was at, at, that, at that early stage. And it just shows you the power sometimes of social media 
and the, the desire of fans to get together and, and do something um, for the greater cause, you know. And it was great. I mean, I've, obviously, I'm nowhere near the Gallagher end <laughs> uh, where I'm sitting, but uh, it looked fantastic. And I'm pleased I wasn't in the Gallagher end as well because I could actually see what was going on and I could see the display as opposed to being involved in it. Um, but you're right. I mean, obviously, there's... There's, I think there was 60 or 70 flags that uh, didn't get left where they should have been left. They've, they've obviously, you know, people have taken them home. I've, I've watched social media over the weekend, and I think like all of the fan sites, the the, the NUFC Fans United sites on Twitter, uh, you know, putting out the the, uh, the message that you know if you've inadvertently taken a flag away, not realising what this what the situation was all about, then please bring the flag back. This is mm. this is something that fans have done together, um, and. I can't thank the guys who organised it uh, enough, quite frankly, because uh, it was a fantastic show. And we want this to be seen, you know, at every home game, you know, for the rest of the season. We want displays like that, the passion. Um, we also want to see that passion on the football pitch. I think there was one or two of them mm. kind of froze a little bit. Um, they certainly froze when the ball came to them for the for both goals. Um, defensively, I thought that... Uh, you know, we we were really showing up. Um, I think there was a few of us bamboozled by the selection uh, and then the, the formation. And I think they've already covered on uh, that on some of your callers early, earlier, you know, with Anita playing a wide on the right. Um, and never, when Anita couldn't get it past his man to save his life. Um, Richie apparently was carrying an injury and Rafa didn't want to risk him and ended up having to bring him on because... Uh, Rolando Ahrens was uh, totally anonymous, uh, quite frankly. Um, we brought Perez on in the second half late on. He was totally anonymous. I think my brother turned to me in the pub afterwards and says, Ahrens came on and then did he go straight off? <laughs> he might as well have, you know. Um, we, we, you've talked a lot about Mitrovic uh, or the lack of Mitrovic and the lack of a target man. It's interesting, Andrew. I don't know. I, I, when I heard you, I, I clicked on and had a look at some of Mitrovic's goals just to remind me of what sort of a striker Mitrovic was because <laughs> there seems to be a lot of contradictions about Mitrovic, mm-hmm. um, whether he's a target man, whether he can actually head the ball. And when you look at look on YouTube and you see some of his goals from past seasons at Anderlecht, uh, the man is there when the ball's in the box. And if anything, we can say from last season... Um, every opportunity he got, it was very rarely in the box. You know, balls put mm-hmm. over the top when you see his goals are not the type of goals that Mitrovic scores. Yes, he's big and yes, he's powerful, and one of his strengths at six foot two is supposed to be in the air. And I think we're probably a bit lame in the fact that some of the opportunities he had last season that came his way, especially in the last game where he missed two, you know, absolutely nailed on headers that uh, most people could have put away, and, and he fluffed them. Um, whether or not that's that's playing on on people's minds as well about Mitrovic, I'm not too sure. But the guy can put the ball in the back of the net, and I think he will put the ball in the back of the net given the opportunity um, in in this division, um, because it is a little bit slower, and I think there's a little bit more hesitation in defenders. But you've got to get the quality ball to him. You know, the ball's got to be placed in the box, and if we're not going to play the right type of players to provide that service. He'll never score for Toffee, but nor will Gale, nor will yeah. Perez, and nor will anyone else who plays alongside him. What do you, yeah. what do you think, you not, Neil? Yeah. Did you not think he came into his own once Townsend was, was added to the squad? He and did. those kind yeah. of balls were being delivered to him. And that's yeah. what we need. When we brought Richie in, and he was carrying this knock at the weekend, so he wasn't started. 
we need if Aaron's isn't going to deliver week in week out, which it looks like he probably won't. And that's that's he's a young player. It's a lot to expect them to deliver week in week out. I suspect, particularly in that league, we need somebody else to deliver something out wide. And that's why I'm saying I still think we need a left fullback, and I still think we need a. Um, although I, I gather they're still in, in for that Galloway at, at Everton, which would suggest that they recognise that that's what we need. Um, and I still think we need a, um, a left winger. I think, still think we need somebody to deliver something a little different from the wide position and somebody with a bit of creativity in the centre of the park who could also get into positions to deliver that ball, kind of ball in, in Mitrovic. Now, I think eventually, I suspect you'll see Gail playing off Mitrovic in, in the slightly withdrawn role, and Diarmi will be asked to do more in a slightly deeper role in midfield, and let's see what what that brings. But again, we're relying on single players, you know, now and then, you know, and we need, really, really, really do need these, these two or three in to make the difference, I think. I think you're right, Neil, and I think we also need another striker. I think we need, we need because we haven't got the we haven't got the cover, and we haven't got the strength and depth, and we also no, haven't got now. that. Yeah, that we haven't got that ability to to actually, if the game's not going all right, to change the style of play that we're that we're doing. You know, I think we need I think we need to 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 be able to mix it up, um, and I think that uh, when you look at the the outgoing players, the players that he wants out of the club, you know, you you listed Save. You, you you didn't mention Gufran, um, you know oh, yeah. he, he's the one that didn't mention. That's exactly. We've got we've got we've got Biggie Romana who who yeah. has been sitting there for a number of years and is doing nothing. Um, we've we've got Steve. Uh, was the issues was the issues with Sissoko being in that area because I heard there was a bit of trouble. No, no, I didn't. I didn't see any trouble. I didn't, didn't see anything. I mean, that uh, you know, I've. I've, I've don't think there was. I, I, I couldn't comment. I, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything from where I was sitting. Um, my brother was sitting on the other side. He didn't, he didn't mention it. Uh, nobody mentioned it after the match that they'd, that they'd heard there was any sort of verbals or anything like that. Um, I mean, the performance was poor. Let's not get you know. Let's not take away from from the from the fact that the performance was very poor. It was it was a, a six out of ten performance. I thought that uh, we had the pace of the game. We didn't have right. I, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we we started well. We didn't start. Uh, we, we we still played this passing game without doing anything. And um, they 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 were well organised. They 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 bided the time. They 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 were you know they, they kept their concentration. They kept their shape. Um, I thought that we we went into it as as individuals rather than a team at times. You know, I thought the passing was short. I thought defensively we seemed on edge. Certainly the, the two central defenders looked like they'd never met, um, Lascelles and, and Mbemba. Um, and, well, um, what can I say about the left-back position um, other than uh, we, we definitely need a left-back. Mm. There's no question about that. And prob- in fact, we'll probably need two because we're going to need cover for whoever's going to come in at left-back back to... Uh, to, to put pressure on but, on the person who gets the shirt because yeah. or gets the gets the position because uh, I don't think the current incumbent could uh, could could put anyone under pressure uh, to try and get his place back. But the, the trouble is they keep on hearing about Galloway and Galloway, as Neil always says, says he's a left winger. He's not a left back. Well, it's interesting because I, I, let, let's just jump into the the, the Rafa Benitez scenario for yes. for a moment. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously Rafa turned up at the at the uh, fans forum about. Thanks for that. We've got to get to that. 
<laughs> yeah, and and well, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning it now is because one of the things that Rafa explained to the to members of the fans forum was um, how you go about signing a player, <laughs> how difficult it is to sign a player, who's control and what's going on. And with, you mentioned Willie Mackay there with Sunderland. And, and Rafa said, you know, it's 110% under the control of the player's agent. And, you know, he says you, 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 can, have, you can have phone calls and, and text messages and videos being dropped into your box constantly uh, about players and messages coming and prices are quoted. The price that gets quoted is never the price that you're actually going for. And he says <laughs> you also have the added pressure of being a hotbed like Newcastle where you, you've got you've got situations where the press will be saying, well, this is, we're going for this player, we're going for that player, we're going for the other player. And 99 times out of 100, it's a story put out there by an agent um, or a friend of a player or something like that, um, either trying to get a move in or trying to get a move out of where they are, but not necessarily to, to the club who they're named for. Um, he says you, you have the added problem of players who are sitting there with a year to go or two years to go who don't want to don't want to move but they'll say that they do and then you know they're, they're trying to get the the money for themselves you, you do deals deals go right to the right to the wire and then all of a sudden the player changes his mind because it's always it's been a ruse and he, and he said you, you, you if you hear that you <laughs> that we've got a nailed on first choice this is this is the man I want or that I've had to go for my second choice he goes I've got seven eight nine players lined up for for each position that I'm looking for, and the one that drops are all they're all of equal status, and the one that drops is the one that I get, and the reason that drops is because of X Y and Z, um, you know, and it's it's all down to to the way that the whole thing goes. But what he did say was he wanted to put his stamp on the fact that everybody at the football club from the top through all the scouts who are dotted all around the the world. They understand when he says he wants this type of player, what that type of player is. And they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. So I think the analogy he used was, when I say I want a left-footed player, I want a left-footed player, but also read the next line and the next line and the next line, which means that he can cross the ball with his left foot, that he can track back, that he can do whatever it is that Rafa has also added as all the caveats that he's also looking for. He says, and he says, that that's where sometimes it falls down because someone will present you with a player, and then before you know it, that's not the player that you wanted in the first place. Or at least it's not the player's head that you wanted. It's not the the mentality of the player. It's not the character of the player. So he says, there's an awful lot goes into to actually getting a getting a footballer uh, through the door, you know. And uh, and he said. We, I think I think it was one of a, one person who sort of looked and implied something, and Rafa goes, "Yeah, but don't worry about it because that's my job. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't think it sound. I'm making it sound like it's an impossible task because that is my job. <laughs> let us <laughs> just let us get on with it, you know. And when we when we sign players, we'll sign them, and you'll know about it. And he's a very level-headed guy. He's a very amiable guy, and and obviously, I think the only thing I'll I'll add to the because it'll you know words things will come Two out minutes. later on. Yeah. The only yeah the only thing I'll add is that the man eats, sleeps, and drinks football, and at the moment that football that he's eating, sleeping, and drinking is black and white. There's no mm. question about that. Impressive stuff, isn't it, from from um, Rafa Benitez as ever, Neil? Every time, but the, look, the guy 
if he, if he hasn't got the ability to be articulate and impressive every time he speaks, then he, we really are struggling in the world of football. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember, again, I, I, we, we talked about this last week, and I've talked about it with Chris McCarty here this week on, on Dubai Eye, about this word project that he keeps using, and the players keep using, and he's got this project theme going, this idea that whatever he, he wants from top to bottom to really make this this thing work. That's why we've got to stick with it in spite of two losses to begin with. And it's why he's obviously, I suspect he knows damn well who he wants to get in. He said, ob- said up front he was scuppered by the Premier League starting spending early, earlier than they expected. And that's just throwing the transfer market into, into ludicrous numbers. Um, and so the deals these days seem to be like dominoes. One causes another, which causes another and causes another. That's what we're waiting on now. I'm quite sure of that. I suspect they know fine well who they want to bring in. I suspect they've got a number lined up, and it's just waiting on other deals to happen. Now, that might stretch to the end of the window. It usually, usually does. Sadly, I think we're going to have to be patient here because being in the championship, we are further down the food chain. Whether we like that or not, we are. Um, and so, therefore, uh, we've just got to be patient and ride it out, and let's see where these options come from. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think, Steve, on this Forestieri? Because obviously he's been linked with a 12 million move from a guy in the championship, and I've got no idea how many goals he scored. Uh, but is he somebody that's a big lump up front? Has he got? I saw him score the other week. Did I? Did I dick when I saw him score? But, uh, I, I, I what's don't your know anything about him, Andrew. I don't yeah. know anything about him. I, I, I've got a friend who's a Chevrolet supporter who, uh, you know, is, is mentioned him occasionally, but not that he's, you know, not not in the sort of way that. You know, we go on and on about players, you know, um, because I think, you know, clubs like Sheffield Wednesday, no disrespect to them, but, you know, as, as far as their fans are concerned, you know, because they've been in the division for quite a while, um, you know, players will come and players will go and, and other players will come in and, and move on. And, and, you know, I don't think it affects them in the way that, you know, when we've got a player who would class as one of our top players and all of a sudden he wants to go, there's, you know, Social media explodes and there's hell on, and he's disrespected. You know me, my gran, the dog, the cats, you know the bloke in the pub, you know the taxi driver. He's disrespected everyone because he just says he wants to go. I think it's different in in places like that. But and that like I said, no disrespect them, but I don't know anything about him. I don't know. I've seen a couple of goals that he scored, and you know, yeah, he might be, he might be, you know, might be a decent player. Um, I, I don't know whether, again, whether because we're reading about it in the press, whether he's actually one of the one of the targets or not. I think Rafa said, you know, there's seven or eight targets out there for every position, and so you you might pick on and you might be made aware of one, but there's there's another six out there. Mm. Um, is it interesting? You know, when you're talking there about um, about Peter Crouch and whether you know that was a name that had been mentioned in the press at the back end of last week. Um, and could he do a job? Yes, he probably could. Um, we've got plenty of money, and we're going to have more money. You know, the club has already said. You know, they don't have to sell uh, from a financial point of view. But if they do get some of those players off the books, the Sissokos, the Teotis, um, you know, that those type of players that will, you know, take massive uh, chunks out of the wage bill. I mean, you know, like a Teoti on fifty grand <laughs> plus a week, etc. Um, but what you'll what you'll end up with is is plenty of money there. It's just a case of whether you can do anything with it in the time you've got available, and you know how much work you've done. I would love to see Andy Carroll, and I know you would love to yeah. see Andy Carroll back at the club. 
I'd like to see them as a bloke at Southampton who's still not getting a game for <laughs> Charlie yeah. Austin, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, with Southampton, they've only got three strikers. They're playing with one. They've got mm. Rodriguez and him on the bench. Um, but there's only three strikers on their books anyway. But they've got a new manager and they've got a new a new way of going. And, you know, Austin came in last season and, and didn't get a game and he was injured. And whether or not, mm. you know, things fit in for him. Who knows? I'd, I think you know if, if you if you were wanting a player who could score in this division, then obviously there's there's a man who definitely could, and I'm pretty sure that Andy Carroll could score a good score in in this division, and I think an Andy Carroll type character would really really um, give us uh, that new dimension, that added dimension that we need uh, in the sharpness in terms of of you know the balls that are playing high and the the battering ram approach that's sometimes going to be needed in as the as the weather changes and it gets colder and we're in mm-hmm. October, November, December, you know. That's if Andy Carroll could ever keep himself fit, of course. But, yeah. uh, I think knows? he'll cause... Je- I've got to bring me next call, obviously. Um, but I think je- the thing about Andy Carroll, I just think he'll bring that excitement up front um, and give... In, away from home, like he said, and when the, the bad weather comes, you could imagine Mitrovic together with Andy Carroll. You never know, could you? Two big lads up front... With the, with the pace on the on the wings, it could be perfect. But we have to we have to we have to force Mitrovic to up his game because the thing is he's he's become a better player and he hasn't even played a game yet. Sods low, isn't it? Well, everyone everyone's a better player when they're not getting the game. We all do that, you know. That's 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 why we ended up with uh, with Shoda Amiobi playing God knows how many games and you know uh, scoring one in in every eight or whatever it was you know and and managed a career at St James's Park spanning God knows how many years well over ten um, you know when the, you know, Bobby Robson said he was a, he's one of the best players in training you know exactly <laughs> yeah. I agree he probably was you know well I've got I've got to bring me next guest thanks so much for coming on Steve we'll no problem. catch you again next yes, Monday Steve. and we'll yes. hopefully we'll we'll, we'll assign a couple of more players by then hopefully hope so. Thanks for your take on Rafa, that was great. Three points on Wednesday, that would do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Let's start with a win and then let's get the momentum down at Bristol where there's going to be another um, massive showing of Newcastle fans on their their travels, you know? So let's hope that next week we've got six points in the bag, a couple of wins and uh, a couple of signings as well. (laughs) We don't have for much, do we? (laughs) Not much, not much. (laughs) Thanks, Steve, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Well, great to have uh, Steve Hasty on, talking all things Rafa, and an uh, interesting chat with, uh, that he had with him for an hour. I bet, the, I bet all them lads that uh, the fans for were transfixed, like I would have been. Uh, so yeah, the next... the next Amazing, eh? So the next guest we have on is Lee Johnson. Uh, he's on regularly on the show every week. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Oh, mate, all right. I'm not too bad. So what's been your take? Uh, obviously, I, I don't think you would match yourself on there, uh, but what was your... What's your feelings? All things you cash. Yeah, tell me. Tell me what, what's what's what you're feeling and what's the uh, regarding the striker Sissoko, just the regular stuff. Um, obviously, I, yes, I wasn't at the game on Saturday, um, yeah. so I was keeping up the deal with it on Twitter, and <laughs> obviously when we lost, yeah. I was disappointed. Um, you wanted to get you know, the first three points on the board and kind of move on from there, but. Um, it was never going to be a quick fix, in my opinion. The manager has got a lot of work to do. We were, we were chatting last week about the away form, uh, the losing mentality that's kind of set in, which we need to change, we need to get a win, we need to just, you know, 
even if it's a goal off Paul Dunham's backside away from home and kind of get a win and get the, bo- get the bounce back, get the buzz back up. Mm-hmm. The club needed fumigating from top to bottom. Rafa Benitez isn't just dealing with Newcastle United's first team. Rafa Benitez is dealing with Newcastle United Football Club from a footballing sense. The whole club needs looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember towards the end of last season, the whole club itself had a, such a losing mentality. It wasn't just us. It was the reserves. It was the 21s. It was the young It was everybody. So... It's going to take it's going to take time, but of course we're one of the favourites to come up this season, and with good reason because we've spent a bit of money. But we look a little bit unbalanced at this moment in time. But you, we all know, and well, our well, he is a workaholic, so he will not be happy at this particular moment in time with our with the first two games of the season. The fact we've lost them both, so he will be working as hard as he can to try and put things right. And if we're going win on Wednesday, it will put a totally different slant on things. And, we can kind of we can kind of move on from then, but I'm certainly not giving no hope about promotion already. I mean, Jesus Christ, some of the mm. twaddle I've read. I mean, how am I? Two games have gone. Two two games have gone. People at Newcastle are currently six points behind six points behind the leaders. You get a little bit of momentum in this league, will be all right. It's just a case of it's just a take. People need to remain a little bit patient, man. Two games have gone. We've got we've got a decent squad of players, probably one of the best in the league. It's just it's going to take time for it to knit together. But if people are going to start um, start thinking, no, 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 what they need to do is they need to remember who the manager is. They need to remember the trust we've given them, and they need to remember we want him to stay here long term. Mm. Or they start griefing him, and then we'll get McLaren back. <laughs> what do you think, Neil? Well, that's right. We've got to just just keep ahead. We've just got to hold the line. Um, and I think everybody realises that. I don't think there's that much um, unrest. I think we've got to let get to the end of this stupid bloody transfer window and that just restricts everything that everybody does because everybody wants to leave it at the last bloody minute. Um, and, and then see where we're at once that's happened. Does it, we're 180 minutes into something like a 3,600-minute season. There's, there's plenty, plenty, plenty time to go. I think uh, who would you? I think with the striker situation, uh, seems to be taking up a lot of angst amongst amongst the fans, Lee. And it's it's not going to be a quick fix, isn't it? But when you've got the speed that we have, it's always been always been about the creativity in that midfield. And it, isn't it funny? The difference I you sense this season is when Rafa, when Newcastle players players don't perform, he takes them out and he puts more in. I, I do like that because the thing is, he's, he's just telling them, "Listen, I'm the boss. I'm going to change it whenever I want to. I want to change it." But he's also saying, "Well, you're playing well in training. Uh, you're doing really good things, but you're not when you go on the pitch." And that's the worry for me is that the, obviously we're, bring, we're going to be bringing in so many players in um, that they perform up to the, the level that's expected at Newcastle. I, I think up front at the moment we're, we we are missing an outlet. Um, Regardless of what people think about Mitrovic, um, I think a couple of times last season um, he, do, he, he can't act as a brick wall for you. If the ball if the ball went up front, it, it, he does make it stick. He does actually make it stick. Yes, I know people. Um, you know, would judge, you know, you judge him on goals at the end of the day, and he had an iffy season. But I think, given the club that he come into, which is pretty much bottom of the table for <laughs> the majority of the season, um, his goals return in general, wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, I think this league could do him the world of good. Then again, looking at the other side of the coin, he's, you know, he's, um, he's at, not his attitude, he's, um, 
his temperament could be tested because I'm sure the centre halves in this league will go, ha, here he comes, right? I'll just give him a little bit of a dig in the back of the leg yeah. and see if I can get him sent off because he carries that reputation. But I, we haven't really got any other way of playing at this particular moment in time where you're kind of passing it in front of, um, well, Dwight Gale, really. We're going side to side to side to side. There's no kind of outball. We're not, if, we're not, if, we're not, if we're in a little bit of trouble, it's not like we can hunt it forward and you think Dwight Gale's going to hold it up, can you? He's, he's not really going to do that. He prefers to run in behind. So I think we need somebody to take the pressure off Dwight Gale. I think if we're playing with two up top, obviously it gives the defenders something more to, to think about. And normally, when you've got a big fella up top, he's a bit of a magnet for a centre-half. Centre-half sometimes get drawn to the magnet and then the little guy can feed off him. So... If we can get three points on Wednesday, then go to Bristol City in a good mood and get something there, he comes back in then, and there will be a total different outlook. And then, of course, you've got the end of the transfer window coming in, and I think we'll look a little bit unbalanced, a bit unbalanced at this moment in time. And I'm, I'm sure Rafa will be looking at that. We certainly look like we'll do with the right-sided footballer. Uh, I don't think Anita's really doing a the job there. I, I don't think it's kind of his role, to be perfectly honest with you. But then again, we could be left with Lusoke. You know, no one might come in for him and end of the day that boy's going to have to book his, up, book his ideas up in there get his head down and start playing football if no one comes in for him yeah the thing that I think we've, we've had this chat before that yes if they're, if they're, going, if they're going to be sold whatever, whatever that's going to be but why not play Teote and Sissoko to me if, if there's something in if there's something happening behind the scenes and a deal is being worked on, fair enough, I can accept it. But the fact that Teoda does a lot of work in that midfield, and if you look at Shelby, uh, he passes the ball around <laughs> from 30, 40 yards, wherever it is, to no great effect, and he's our only option. It's like to to get to move the ball around. It's not, it's not good enough. I mean, it, it might have something to do with harmony, Andrew, if, if players want away from Newcastle United um, and Rafa decides to clear them. Yeah. Some of the players that obviously are going to stick around and want to be here and want to try and do well for the club might say, hold on a second, what's he doing playing? I personally think Sogo needs to, needs to swallow his pride and come out and just apologise for his behaviour, regardless even if he moves, because you can't tell me that he, that he is interested in just sitting on his backside instead of playing, because... His, his value is decreasing every day in other teams' minds, but it's not decreasing in Newcastle United's mind. And Newcastle United aren't going to change that asking price for him. And no, they shouldn't. Mm. I mean, some of the money that's getting banned amount, I mean, Balassi's just went for 30 million a day. Yeah. That's mental. That's yeah, mental. Yeah, so Newcastle are, certainly, Newcastle are certainly well within the rights to ask for 35 million for Mr. Sissoko because Mr. Sissoko did it on one of the biggest stages. Just in that final day, in front of all the watching, the watching um, public. So that's what Newcastle did there. They went, right, okay, there you go, Musa. There's your price tag. So if Musa Sissoko's got anything about him, I really, really do think if he doesn't go in this window, he, actually, he will have to apologise. He will have to apologise. And things would be forgotten quite quickly if he gets his head down and starts producing on the pitch because ultimately all football, football fans are the same. If you say you play a try, you know, you say you play working hard, and the knuckle down starts going goals, people will forget their misdemeanours. Yeah, I and think you know that, that's much, true, and yeah. You, and yeah. you know how much I hate the bloke. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? He was in the squad, wasn't he, Neil? And I must be, when, I saw, when I heard he was in the squad, I thought, well, he's, he's either going to be on the bench, he's going to come on, but he's got that dynamism in, in him, 
Um, you know, maybe he's just gone back to training. Fair enough, I understand it. But um, I think you, I think you have you have to play him. I, I, that's I, this is the one thing I don't understand. I understand harmony, but you know, you, you also need d- difference makers in that team. And uh, uh, you know, Sissoko goes past people. Toyota uh, picks up a lot of balls in that midfield. Yeah, he does a lot of work in that midfield. And I just think it's senseless unless a bid has been made and a wait and a win and win. But I, I, you know, you've got Colback who does a lot of good things as well. But, but I, I don't want him in that mid. I don't want him in that midfield. You know, but the army the, the, was the, underwhelming the, on the, Saturday. But sorry, there's a harmony thing there. And and if Sissoko is training as part of the group and is part of the group and is not upsetting mm. the group, mm. then yes, by all means, if Rafa's got the faith to play him, play him. Yeah. But if there's if there's an irritation there, I suspect he was very much included as part of that squad. Mm. Is it put you in your place, son? You, you you're going to come in, you're going to turn up, and you're going to sit in the stands and watch because we mm. pay your wages, and you're going to do as we say. Mm. Uh, and and th- there's this game going on at the minute, and again we we'll come back to agents. I'm damn sure it's agent led. All these little whispers in the French press that. The, the little snidey way that they're going about. Um, I don't think players are clever enough to do that, mate. Um, but the agents certainly are. And and so th- this is the game we're playing. Rafa's come out and said himself, the, 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 the transfers are pretty much 110% controlled by the agents. Mm. And so all of this, th- this is a... Uh, it's cat and mouse between agent um, Sissoko and potential suitor clubs who may or may not exist. Look, Let's go back to Oli Bernard, and he was off to Juventus, and where did he end up? Mm. You know, and, and, and oh, exactly, no. exactly, South, exactly Rangers. Southampton and Rangers, and Rangers. Yeah, exactly. He did, certainly didn't end up at, at, at Juventus, but this is where he was led to believe he was going. And 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 here we are again. We've got agents at play within the mix, um, same as it ever was really. Um, but with a player who made a rod for his own back by having a, a, a European Championship on the back of a Premiership season where maybe we got if we got a handful of games out of him that season when we know what he can deliver and that was when play, play, when fans of other clubs were having a go at us for having a go at Sissoko we're like yeah but we know what he can do because we've seen it and we know what he can do when his mind's there when he's switched on when he wants to apply himself and he maybe applies himself for 20% of a game, and that's not good enough for anybody's standard. And in this league, if he's going to apply himself for 20% of the game, even in this league, he'll be blown out of the water. Now, if he wants to apply himself the way he did playing for France over the summer, he should be the star of the division. There's not a there's not a full-back should that, in that division should be able to cope with him bursting past him. There's not a centre-back should be able to cope with his size in that yeah. division. The lads, you know, full-blown French international. And he's built like a brick outhouse, and we know what he can do when he wants to use that frame. Um, but the frustration is, we don't see it often enough. Sometimes you think he's built like burning a meter. <coughs> exactly. He's six yeah. foot two, and he jumps two foot six. And, and you're like, well, hang on. What are you doing here, son? You should be first to everything. He shrinks uh, in the air. Yes. The thing is, uh, Lee, what do you, when you look at... Um, it, it does Sissoko think because of what Johan Kabai did to get his move away, but 
he should be looking on the flip side of that. Look at what he did. And it wasn't until the next window that he got that uh, move to PS- PSG. And look what he ends up. He comes back to Crystal Palace. Now, if Balassi's gone to Everton, and I believe I've just seen that um, Charlie Austin being linked with Everton, so um, you can, which makes sense considering that they brought him in from to Southampton. Um, you, you would think there would be a common sense. You, you can't just live in a bubble and think, well, okay, if I do this, if I say this, if I say this, if I say this, you've got to use your noddle and just, if all Newcastle fans, what you do is play and give everything. If somebody comes in, um, it, it could be a, this could be a very easy situation for him. Andros Townsend wanted to stay, but he knew he had to get stay in the Prem for the the England thing. When he left, he wasn't lambasted because there was a chance to try and bring him back. So maybe it's the Frenchman. I don't know what it is the, the mentality. But I, think, I think the difference between him and Townsend is I think when you look at Andros Townsend when he came in under McLaren, Andros mm. Townsend worked very hard. He worked hard for those 12, 13, 14 games he played for the club. He got his head down, he joined in. You know, there was no sort of like standing there with his hands on his hips, mm. which used to absolutely destroy me about Sassou. And, and talking about Kabai, when you talked about Kabai getting his move, I remember when Kabai moved from Newcastle in the new year, Newcastle was sitting. That was the season when Laurent Rennie came in on loan, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. And Newcastle was sitting. I've mentioned this on the where Mike Ashley failed at the time. We were sitting something like four points behind Liverpool, who nearly won the league that season. So that was led by the likes of Johan Kabai having a good season. So if 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 you're a club and you are looking to buy Musa Sissoko, um, you would certainly look into what he's done at Newcastle United over the last three or four years. And what you would find is literally nothing, nothing, nothing of any note. The only thing you're buying Musa Sissoko on is one performance in the European in the, in the European final. That's it. That, that's what mm-hmm. you're buying him on. Or that performance, the last performance of the season against Tottenham. And he ripped Tottenham to shreds. Mm-hmm. But again, that was based on the fact that he knew he was going to the European Championships and he had to impress Deschamps to try and get in the team. So really, would you buy Musa Sissoko on two games or two or three games if you're a, if you're a Real Madrid I don't think so. Whoever's filling his head, whoever's filling his head with rubbish, mind. There's, there's, there's somebody filling his head with rubbish because um, I, I, I don't get why he keeps coming out. And he's the one ultimately that's putting it out on his Twitter feeds and things like yeah. that about the clubs that the clubs that could be potentially interested in him. I really, really don't know what he's thinking. Maybe, 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 maybe he could get his head down. Maybe he could get his head down in Newcastle. Start ripping up the league, making sure we get to the top of the league. Let's see come January if if he's destroying all about him in the championship. Someone will go, hmm, Rafa seems to have got his head right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that clear now. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Neil? Because it's it's well, to me it's a conundrum. You, the, the one manager who made your captain believes in you. Your ultimate, you know, you're paid him by. You know, not playing in iffy most games with with, with Rafa, but um, there's something. There's definitely something going on because the the good thing I liked actually was this week, wasn't it? He said Rafa Mita says, "Listen, you've got until this window, this particular time, to uh, buy him. If you don't, if you don't, you cash it. Would move on. He's not 
he's not like wait. So we'll wait and wait and wait. He's given them a, a, a date, a time to do it, and I, I thought that was pretty strong management. Well, yeah, um, I think we've got to be pretty strong in the, the whole situation. I think what Rafa's trying to do is wrestle a bit of control back. Mm. He's taking out the agent's hand, saying, "Look, we'll sell when we're ready to sell, and only if it's right for us." Mm. Uh, you know, we're not going to be unfazed by mystery bids from Real Madrid or wherever else. I mean, mm. it just seems like they're listing, cha- they're listing clubs in the Champions League uh, because he's Mr. Champions League, isn't he? That's what he keeps referring mm. back to. He's going to end up with Palace with Pardew, man. Yeah. This, 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 this is what's going to happen. <laughs> that uh, would be hilarious. Just such a Pardew thing to do, isn't it? He's going to end up with Palace with Pardew. He'll be sacked uh, before Christmas, Neil. Well, it, and, and, and can you really see him you know, where's the motivation there? Mm-hmm. He'll be on Eurostar every opportunity back back mm-hmm. to France. You know, great crack on. Where are you going? We'll have the money. <laughs> um, the offer's still and, here. The offer's still here. I've got a tank of petrol waiting for him wherever he wants to go. Absolutely. Mate, I can, I can be on a flight. I can be back in seven hours. Um, <laughs> and I can give you a hand. It, it, it's that ridiculous. And again... Come back. I, I had this conversation with Chris McCarty on the radio over here a couple of weeks ago. You know, I, I said, I said, Chris, I would get on the plane now and, and happily then jump in a taxi and take him anywhere he wanted to go. That's how it's quite happy I would be for having have him away. Just get rid of the cloud. It's a cloud. If one hour first, yeah, two absolutely, games, it's a cloud. It You're right, mate. It's a cloud. It's a cloud hanging over the club. It's continuing. Mm. I mean, all the build-up was Saturday. The minute Rafa said he was in the squad, I was squabbling and arguing with people. People were saying, mm. "You shouldn't boo. You shouldn't this." And I was saying, "I wouldn't boo him. I would. He would get the silence treat for me." But I, I would not. I would not turn to somebody who was booing him and say, you're wrong me at doing that. Because you're not. Because he's been disrespectful. He's been incredibly disrespectful to the manager, to his his teammates, to the fan base. So anyone who wanted to boo him was more than within their rights, but it's the little thing that's just hanging over the club. So the club need to do one or two things. Actually, we need this transfer window to just shut. We need it shut. We need it finished. We need to know whether he's going to be playing here or he's going to be somewhere else. If he's somewhere else, great. If he stays then the club need to actually sit down with him and he needs to do some proper decent PR to get the fans back on side and then if he produces on the pitch, that'll soon, last season or the last three years, will soon be forgotten if Newcastle start flying up the table led by someone like Moussa Sissoko. Mm. I agree. I, I, and I, I, this, this is a problem. I, that's, that's always going to be the issue until the window closes is that you can, you can imagine as soon as the wind, you know, if he doesn't go, because it it's it doesn't make any sense why a clear-minded person who goes to goes to work plays football and every single day this club don't want him this tongue this club don't want him it was never mentioned at Real Madrid if PSG we've got too many players we don't we don't want to pay the fee it's just not logical why a guy like a guy actually thinks like that and um, but um, you know give me a, give me a score for um, Week the, for Wednesday, uh, Lee. Before I bring in my next guest from America, give me a give me a score. Um, I'm, I'm loath to do it, but the way the season started, you know what it is. You know when you're seeing the score there, this this would sum up the mentality. But this wasn't a Newcastle fan. When I was at the races on Saturday, mm. a Sunderland fan went to me and he goes, uh, "You're going to win the day five 0 And I said, "Don't be so bloody <laughs> stupid, man." 
I tell you, you win the day five nil. You win the day five nil. I honestly think that's the again that's another mentality shift that our fans maybe needed. Just kind of that was a summer fan, by the way. But I, I do yeah. think when yeah. went into this season, a lot of people have actually thought win this knee bother, win this knee bother, win this knee bother. So um, I might as well just give a prediction. Yeah, we're going to win five nil on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not on TV, so it's going to be I'm radio. Two two nil. 2-0, okay, I'll take that, okay. All right, Lee, thanks for coming on. We'll catch Maybe you next, next Monday, and hopefully be, we'll be commentating on two wins. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right, mate, hopefully thanks a lot. Cheers. See you later, Neil. Cheers, mate. Take care, Bye-bye. 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 As ever, always great quality to have on the, on the show is, is Lee. Uh, on our next caller uh, is coming from the United States of America with our, with our close friend of the show, Chris Parry. How are you? Doing just fine. How about you, Andrew? Not too bad. We've had a bit of an issue tonight with the echo, and it's gone, thankfully. But uh, Hello, the only Hello. echo you've got is clean, clear blue skies. And I have to tell Neil, it wasn't Neil's echo. It was somebody else from Dubai who they brought the echo with them. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what's your take on Newcastle United? Because it's been, a, obviously, with another defeat under our belts, it's been uh, quite sober in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's been... Um it, it really is. It's been a reality check, as I guess exactly kind of what you're saying. That this is not going to be as easy as we as we just thought it was. I mean, we, I think. I, I mean, I have to admit, I um, I fell into the trap too. You know, thinking, okay, Newcastle, you know, they're uh, they shouldn't even have been relegated, but yeah, maybe they should have been relegated <laughs> because yeah. because when it comes down to when it comes down to it, they don't have the ability to. To, you know, to pull their sleeves up and get a job done, you know, get a get a set piece, get a goal that way, something like that. It's all this let's pass pull around type stuff and never get and never get anywhere. Yeah, you could tell on um, on Saturday especially uh, that there wasn't really a lot of create creative things going on, and the two goals that we let in were. More or less, they were linked to Lascelles uh, switching off. So now it's it's three go- two defeats and three goals uh, attributed to Lascelles. But I, I do believe that um, it, it'll it'll change, and we will you know once we get a few things going, it, it could be quite good. But um, um, I think the worrying thing is the longer it goes on, um, we have to wait for Mitrovic to come back to have a bit more punch up front. Um, you know. Everybody's. I think a lot of people are jumping on uh, Aaron's, but you can only you can only go on what Aaron's is doing on the pitch. But, it, but you know he hasn't played that much, and I think with a big man up there, it'll definitely add more to the to, to the flanks. What do you think, uh, Chris? Well, I mean, um, one thing's for sure that this seems to be a really physical a physical league, and the and, and Newcastle does not have physical players. And that's and that needs to change. Either they need to become more physical, or they need they just uh, they need to employ a more physical game. Um, it just seems it just seems like that's that's what has to take place because right now they're just not they're just not creating enough. They're not creating enough chances. I mean, good teams find ways to score goals, whether it's a set piece, whether it's a corner kick. You know, I didn't get a chance to see because they didn't show it here in the states. I just kind of saw on Twitter, but it sounded like more of the same. But based on what I'm from Fulham, I mean. They had free kick opportunities and corner kicks, and they, they were. It was the same awful delivery, and nobody could put a ball on frame. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, to me, that to me, that's where it, it has to start. It has to start with, with not just 
Well, you know, I, I understand you know, Russell Benito is coming up, so we need to create more chances. Well, yes, obviously. I mean, obviously. You, you need to find ways to score goals, even when you're not playing well. Or you just find ways. All it takes is a free kick. But how many times did Newcastle lose last year where they seemed like they were playing better than the other team, but they'd give up, give Teote, would usually foul someone at the top of the box. Mm-hmm. You, they, you score a free kick in and you score, and that's it. And that's the kind of thing that they need to figure out how to do. They need to, they, and, but the number one thing they have to do is they have to get a victory. They have to get three points and start feeling good about themselves. You can't start, you can't start a season with three losses on the trot. Like I think was me and uh, Neil was saying another guest tonight, it's that Newcastle have got a huge number on their backs. Every single team thinks, don't they, Neil, that every time Newcastle turn up, we yeah, can we get at them. We should have known this from the start of the mm. season. This season, every game is a cup final for somebody. Mm. And we've got to be ready for that. And, and it looks like we quite haven't been ready for that. Mm. Um, which is so, so frustrating. Um, but uh, we've got to understand that that's, that's the mentality. You know, we have Huddersfield to come and win in front of that full house. Of course. You know, some of them are not yeah. going to get a chance to do that again. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go for it. They're going to go for it big time. And so we've got to be ready for that, and, and, and we've got to understand that. And again, this is all part of the mentality in the club, so I can genuinely understand why. Um, you know, the, the, the attitude to try and, and get this squad in the right mentality is important. And if somebody's mm-hmm. going to be poisonous to that attitude they need to be removed from the group mm. it's part well, of the, and the bigger picture you know mm. well guys hey i'm about to, i'm actually driving back from vacation from florida so i got I'm, i gotta go but i'll leave you guys no. with this it's uh it, it, it comes down kind of what neil says and at the same time they just have to find ways to put the ball in the back of the net i know that sounds so easy so simple for soccer but you just have to. If, if teams are going to play back and play defense, you know, defense on you and just and, and counter, well, then that means you've got to find other ways to score goals. You know, with corner kicks, with free kicks, with getting guys in the box. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like when plan A is not working, plan B and C and D are kind of just like plan A. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and teams have figured it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever, Fulham, whenever teams are following Fulham's roadmap on how to beat Newcastle, that does not bode well. Yeah. So... Anyway, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. Hopefully, uh, they they take care of Reading. I'm hoping I'm I'm going to hope for a one nil. And uh, and and guys, you enjoy yourself. Sorry, I'm kind of out on the highway right now. No, sorry, no problem, mate. Thanks, thanks, Chris, for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers, now. Bye bye. And the next caller we have on the line is the the lovely Susan Stoden, who I haven't spoke to in such a long time. Good evening, Susan. How are you? Hello, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Carol? Right? <laughs> it's been too long, hasn't it? It has, eh? Here we are again. <laughs> We've got Neil calling from Dubai as well. So tell me, uh, what's been your take since um, the last game of the season, of last season, where we begged Rafa to stay? How have you? How, how has the whole experience affected you? I've turned to God. <laughs> <laughs> but things seem to be changing on every level at Newcastle, so um, I think a, a couple of a couple of wins wouldn't go amiss, would they? Hello. 
Yeah, I can hear you. I think it's <laughs> a couple. A couple of wins wouldn't go amiss, would they? A couple of Newcastle United victories would, you know, calm it, calm everything down, wouldn't it, Sue? I think you need to wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you worried about uh, the, the the fact that we're not creating chances? Um, thirty-nine years in, I don't expect a lot. So, after the um, after the pre-friendly game. Yeah. And seeing all those goals bang in and then all the season ticket holders buying their tickets. Mm. And like I was saying, I thought, this team is too slow for the championship. Yeah. It's far too slow. They are so fast that we've got too many Premier League players who have been used just to tottering about. Um, I think it's a big wake-up call and they're going to have to change the way of play. Yeah, it, it, I think the thing that surprises everybody really is the fact that it's always been a slow league anyway. But the fact if we don't go at teams with pace, power, um, that's what obviously we've been, we've been talking a lot about the fact that we haven't got a with Mitrovic being suspended, we haven't got a focal point up front, and we can't even lump the ball forward because this. <laughs> It's, it's going to be gobbled up by the other team. Andrew, I don't think if we should get down to just wishing for one player back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, how many of the big teams turn around and just rely on one person? Yeah. Um, when I went to that free friendly game um, at home the week before when we played the Spanish team, we had... Um, we had Richie running down the side. We had everybody just running and going mm-hmm. for it. And I mm-hmm. thought, this is going to be fantastic on Saturday if you put the same, same team out. Mm-hmm. I did hope that Dolo was going to be in goal. I don't know why this other goalkeeper just popped up, but never mind. Um, and then just, to, then just to play, play the way they did. It's not just one player. There's bloody 11 of them there, do you know what I mean? And mm. one or two of them turned up and I thought, God, if this is what we do in front of 52,000 at home, we've got no chance. I know Rafa likes a defensive team, mm. but the speed's been there in the pre-friendlies and I just thought, nah, I don't, don't think Mitrovic is the answer because yeah, exactly. last season, I mean, he had a bloody square head, he was worse than Charlotte. How many goals did he get? We didn't get a loss. Do you know what I mean? He's not yeah. there like being the, the be all and end all. Um I half expected him to go to be honest. But um seriously they need a bloody woman in charge, that's what they need, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I will cut that backside and say stop bloody dilly dallying. Um I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. He's gonna to have to have a good hard look. I just hope he doesn't leave it too late. Um yeah. The, the, the problem, the problem is, I've said this to Neil, and I've said to many people, the fact that he, he if if he's be, if he's li- if Mitrovic is being linked to go out, right, and he, he doesn't fancy him, why is he not going out to get two players in straight away to show if I'm going to get rid of you, I'm going to, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to try harder. I don't understand why he hasn't gone to try and get two more strikers. 
it, it doesn't I'm make any sense to me. You yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden, a club that we got emails of Lee Chaney and emails of... Um, we got, got an email off everybody in the ticket office last year, and now <laughs> it's all gone silent like the postman's gone on strike. We're not hearing anything. Mm. So um, we've just got to... Just, <laughs> it's just another chapter in the life of being a Newcastle United fan in my, in my eyes, but there was rumblings from the crowd on Saturday, and that wasn't a good start to the Premier League. Uh, Oh, God, I can't see that now, can I? Oh, <laughs> well, we said Champions League as well. <laughs> so, uh, don't ask us what my score is going to be, because with this club, if they keep playing the way they've played the last three games, they'll stay at the bottom of this league. And I tell you, they'll be playing Walker Central. So, hopefully, Rafa, I mean, he's been given all the money, given the position, mm. given the job. He's not a daft man. Um, let's just hope he turns around quicker than... Yeah, because you, you can't see, you know, they're playing on Wednesday, they're playing against Bristol City away, and they'll be fancying their chances, it'll be no big man in front, they'll be, they're going to, well, they're probably going to play the same way again, aren't they, Sue? Uh-huh. Well, they've got, they've got that many little players now, it's like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, um, we really don't have a lot of tall players, do you know what I mean, but little doesn't mean not fast, I mean, look at Craig mm. Bellamy, he was like a little bullet, him. Yeah. Even when I saw that of Richie in the pre-friendlies, but um, like I say, I think this is a, the championship. Championship, isn't it? Yeah, championship. championship yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to saying it, yeah. Um, they've just got to speed it up. Did, what, do we, we, what did you think of the flags demonstration? Because quite the atmosphere with the, with the flags going out there, but with the players not doing enough, not playing to yeah. the quality, it's just, you can imagine... It's and like it's you like going to a birthday party and, and, uh, and you didn't get any presents. It was like everybody was built up for a party and they didn't turn up, did they? They just sort of scurried in, snailed about like little snails and then went off. Mm. And I thought, well, that was no good. Mm. So it's up to them and we've got to keep the pressure on the players. Do you know what I mean? We've got to shout, scream, just get behind them, but... They've got to know that they're not doing well, and I think there was rumblings of that, but... You know, when you see it on paper, you think, "Ee God, mm. these look like a good team. Yeah. And then they come out, and you start, and I think, oh, God, I'm still in a nightmare. Yeah, we'll go again. Mm. But let's remain optimistic. Yeah, you, you, you feel like the... You know, the, like I think Neil said, you've got to wait to... Like, how many weeks to go before the end of the tra- transfer window, Neil? I think we're going to see before the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, it's about three. Three weeks. Well, there you go. Three weeks. Three weeks. Come on, lady, doing something. They may be. They may be doing something. About the fourth of September, but I'll have to. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Double check that. But you see, the main man wasn't there again, was he, Ashley? No, he's never going to be there, is he? I think uh, the, the, the good thing about this is he's, you know, he, he's given control over and to, to one person who seems to be, you know, he's saying the right things, they're being as honest as they can and, you know, they're, they're at least I think because he's, he's going to have to change the whole structure, yeah. but if you haven't got, if, if he's going to play small players to, to, to have the bullets, you need, you need bigger players on an mm-hmm. offensive line because even at Liverpool 
he never he never had a big he never had a I can't even remember if he had a a, a big player up front in all his uh-huh. time he was there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Let, let's not get haters. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get haters. Let's just I think we've just got to scream and shout and hold back some going on in the background and they can turn it round. Because they've got, I mean, they've got a lot of season ticket holders bought tickets again this year with high expectations. Mm. But there's only 11 men can do that. Do you know what I mean? It's entirely up to them. They want to play it or they don't want to play it. But we'll be there. We'll have their week. <laughs> don't ask us for a score because right now I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I was just glad that was one thing didn't happen on Saturday, and that was that the Mackins didn't fly that stupid aeroplane over the top of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That would have just topped, topped my day off. At least I got beat. Yeah, at least I made it feel, feel, feel a little bit better. But, uh, but uh, thanks for coming on, Sue. We'll have got you on next. We'll get you on next week, love. Okay, darling. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Yes. See you. Bye. 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 I've missed her. She hasn't been on for a while. She's always good, good quality. Transfer window ends September the 1st at 6pm. September the 1st. Okay, so that's like a couple of weeks, couple of weeks yeah, isn't it? Yeah, two and a half weeks, mate. But at the end of the day, um, it, it, I think then... There's another loan window, isn't there, for the championship for another week yes. after that? Yeah. So, because um, again, you got to remember, we're playing a slightly different rules again, being in a different league, the Premier League. Um, so, but our main business will, I would imagine, would be concluded by by then. Uh, and certainly, if Sissoko is going to go anywhere, it's got to be out by the first of September. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's it's all leading to the <laughs> just the sale of Sissoko <laughs> because you can just imagine to get rid of him they're going to be trying they've got to try and bring in it, it, get rid of him is freeing wages up again, isn't it? And this is mm. this is where we're at. Um, um, but not that that's a problem because we're still in a healthy profit in within this window. So um, I think they can be be comfortable on that at the moment. I think it's it, it's a case we we genuinely just have to be be prepared. I think Rafa wanted to get everything done before he actually got a chance to because the Premier League started splashing silly money around earlier than he bargained on. And So of course we've got to adopt the relevant stance in the food chain so to speak. So um, this, is, this is the issue with it and it's going to be like dominoes and the agents are going to control everything just like he says. Exactly. Well, bringing our last call of the, this evening, and that's John, a uh, Newcastle United fan. He's on every week, so good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, Judeo. How are we doing, lads? You okay? All right. Aye, not too bad, not that's too bad. We're, coming to, we're into the home straight of Newcastle United again as weekly. So tell me, what, what's obviously, we just had Susan on the line there calling from the, the course. So uh, what's, what's your feelings with, the, with everything that's happening with Newcastle? How do you feel about it, and what's, what do you think needs to change? Uh, right, I mean, first off, okay, I mean, we only play two games, right, and um, there's no need to panic it's only two games gone, you know, it's a long way to go, it's a, long, it's a 46 game season, right, got four, four games at a minute, but I'm disappointed we haven't uh, we lost the first two games, but we have got too much quality in that team, mm. right, to go on, we can go on a massive, massive run, we can go on a run, but at the end of the day, I mean, 
again, I've said it so many times, but we need to get rid of the players that are not good enough for Newcastle sort of thing, and also the fringe players as well. So that could bring in better quality players. And, um, you know, I mean, the first half was was absolutely shocking. The match against Fulham was poor. This is even worse. And mm. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. I mean, I bought Huddersfield first half. They had a couple of chances. And they deserved mm. to take the lead as well. Yeah, I think that that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of people, a lot of people are saying the fact that you know the fans are doing their thing. We're bringing out the flags. We're bringing everything yeah. we need to bring in. You've got thirty-eight thousand, probably even more. I would suggest Neil, uh, but who've bought season tickets? And I personally think they're absolutely mad. To uh, that, I understand. I understand it. People going there yeah. with the season tickets, but you're they're going to go and watch until until we start to get going and we start to get the players that we want. It's it's a it's a league that will kill you. It's not a league you can go in there and bulldoze teams. You yeah, have to have a tempo. You Cassinade have got no tempo. You've got to allow the fans to have a bit of hope. Though, Andrew, you've got to allow the fans to have a bit of hope because that's yeah. been strangled out of you over the last 10 years. Mm. And to have that hope back, that's all we bloody ask for. So I'm not going to call anybody who's bought into that mad. I've not been. I've been back to you back to the UK once in five years, and I've still got a season ticket in that ground in my name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, 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 I, that hope's been totally, totally, totally taken away from us. Mm. And yeah. now, you know, um, that hope's back, and so you've got to allow people to have mm. that. That's that's what football's all about, mate. Yeah, I agree. I agree a little bit. Um, I just, I just knew, I just know this league. You like, you would watch. Well, obviously, when we were in the Premier League last season, you got vibrant football, and you watch that other. You watch the Championship, and it's a slog. You can't, like, I can't even remember how many times, how many, how many games on one one hand, you would think, oh my God, that that game took my breath away, because it's not that type of league, and the fact that we can't watch it as readily as what we did. Um, in the Premier League, and now we're in the midst of a complete overhaul of the of the whole club. What what's what's what strikes you so much so far, John? On 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 what and what you saw? You've you've watched the games and everything that's going on behind the scenes. Because I, I think it's great that Rafa is taking the bull by the horns, uh, but we don't seem to have any. Uh, you know, gumption or and n- knowledge to to break down teams and and go at a higher tempo. Absolutely right. You talk about the tempo there, and you've already got lower tempo, right? It's, I mean, the build-up is really, really slow. I mean, we're keeping the ball well. We're having the we have more possession of the football, but at the end of the day, it's just absolutely no cutting edge. I mean, there's no creativity. I mean, I feel sorry for poor Dwight up front on the zone because he's not getting any service whatsoever. You know what I mean? And and I'm afraid the players have to realise now as well they have to work a lot harder, that sort of thing. It's just not the Premiership anymore. This is the Championship, and they need to man up, stand up, and be counted, right? And it's not an easy league. It's not easy, but they have to roll up their sleeves and battle. And there's a few players which I love to mention, which I warned. Are simply again, simply not up to the job at all whatsoever, sort of thing. Well, what's your thoughts on Shelby? Because obviously, when Shelby was at um, Liverpool, it was Rafa Benitez that sold him. Now, I didn't, I didn't expect Shelby to actually stay at the club once Rafa was there, because he, he's, 
it, to me, he, he, he pings the ball around, but he doesn't have that. He doesn't seem to have it in him to get the ball and open up the other team. Now, what, what did you find when you watched him on on Saturday? What, what was your? What, how did you gauge him? Because obviously, we've got players that aren't playing. Obviously, Sissoko and Teote, um amongst amongst two of them. But like, what, what's your thoughts when you watch him? He just he doesn't seem to. Um, you know, make things happen because we need we need because we're not we haven't got a big man up front. We have to go down the the sides, and it seems to be a problem because we can't ping it long. I agree with you there, Sylvan. I just think he's losing to me. I just think he hasn't really done it yet, John Joe. He just hasn't got things going at the moment in time. We know he's a good player. He can pass the ball. But I just think he's lacking confidence at this moment in time because um, I don't know if it was uh, um, creativity issues or the issues of him sort of thing. I mean, I, I, I just honestly think, I just think he's a little bit overweight. He has got no pace on the ball. I mean, I'm surprised he's still at Newcastle, to be honest with you, because I don't draft for season. And another thing with Shelby sort of thing, I mean, I've heard we've got a lot of fans being tweeting us last night. Is that a condition right at the club at all whatsoever? He should be bossing in this field. He should be bossing this league, right? But the money is on a week, right? And he just really hasn't done it to me. I watched him closely on Saturday. I mean, to me, I just think he's going for the motions, Andrew. I really do. And if he's not up to the job, personally, I just get rid because I just don't think he's doing it first, really. I try to support him. I try to support him. I get behind my team, I get behind the player sort of thing, but he, to me, he just hasn't delivered yet, and I've yet to see evidence of it. Lee, Neil, what's your, what's your thoughts on Shelby? Because he, he, I, I don't even understand that he's, he had, he's had one or two games that he's played well, but I never, under, I never understood that signing, because um, if he's got another player in there that can uh, do things for him, but I just, what do you, what, give me your thoughts, Neil. Well, I think the signing of Shelby and the signing of Saviot at the same time yeah. were curious signings because there were players we didn't really need in the position we had plenty of cover for and we're still in that position. Mm. Now, Winita has become a jack-of-all-trades. He's playing right-back, right-wing, wherever, left-back, mm. not playing in that, that role. Teote seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Or, or into a sushi um, <laughs> if, if, if rumour is to be believed. believed. Um, you know, um, so we've got what we've got and we've got uh, they're square pegs and square holes but for me they're all alike. They, they don't offer anything different and we need there's no direct energy in there. There's nobody you would describe as box-to-box. Mm, exactly. Now, Diarmia comes in and satisfies that, perhaps. But, you know, Shelby looks good when he's got time to sit on the ball and ping these 30-yard passes over the tops of the full-backs. But people work that out pretty quickly. They work that mm. out in the Premier League within two games. Two games mm, and he's Absolutely. Um, so, and, and he's got question marks again. He's another one who, who he has this personal chef because he has weight issues. Well, yeah. Just try not eating, son. You know, that, <laughs> that to me would seem to be, you know, you're a professional athlete, you're training, you should work out. The, the way to keep weight off is not put so much in and train a bit more. 
Uh, maybe I'm being harsh. I probably am. You know, but at the same time, this, this is the reality of the world. Um, he doesn't look quick enough. He doesn't look quick of thought. He doesn't look quick of foot at all. Cole back again. He's the same same player. They're all out of the same mould, and so we've got this collection. Who between them, you per many two of them, you're getting really much more of the same, and it's very very frustrating. There were curious signings to make at a time when we were crying out for stuff elsewhere. That still, I must add, is only now being addressed. When when you saw Shelby on Saturday, like I, I kept on last season, we kept on saying, "Oh, he's the he's the shouter in the group." Um, when you when you saw him, is he is he is he saying more stuff, or is he just is he just playing the game? Uh, John, I'm sorry, I got a bit of a bad about. Yeah, I was I was just saying when you watch Shelby, is he animated yeah. on the pitch? Is he shouting? Is he demand the ball? What's he doing on there? I have no idea. I just like I said earlier, I thought that he's just going for emotions. I don't think he's the same. To, to me personally, sort of thing, like, you know, I just don't think he's the same player. When I watched him, when he was at Swansea, I thought he was a good player. I thought he played well. I think he wants the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. I've just not seen him for Newcastle at all. You know, it's so frustrating because he could do a lot better. He could do a lot better than that. I mean, I do like him, but does he really want to be in Newcastle? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but... I just think he cares about the money, the eighty thousand pound a week. That's yeah. what he cares about. That's yeah. it. That's the worry. He just, to me, I think he's putting money before Newcastle. That's all he's doing. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to have that inner drive. I've, I've always heard things about Shelby that yeah. it, if he has a bad day at, at training, it ruins yeah. his whole week. And to me, I don't want a high maintenance a player in Newcastle's midfield who goes to work, he has one bad day. Listen, we, oh. we go to work, we have one bad day, Neil, we're, off, we're out the door. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, it's, it's that classic Harry Enfield, isn't it? Our character isn't that, <laughs> but we're in a bad mood for the rest of the day that has. Uh, and if that, that's really, if he's that precious, mm. and rumour believes that he is, mm. um, again, it's about characters in the dressing room. I'm not sure quite if Rafa fancied him at Liverpool either, but yeah, we've invested so much cash in him, yeah. and he's on so much bloody wage, I guess we've got to do something with him, otherwise there's another one that we've got to try and find a way to move on, and that's just not happening. The thing is, so, can I come into this, guys? I mean, I mean, talking about move, trying to move him on, he's got a five-year left on his contract. I mean, yeah. who the hell is going to buy him now? Who's going to no, buy him? Right. I mean, if you know what I mean, 80 grand a week, right? They're going to be thinking, you know what, I have this player sort of thing, but I'm not going to pay him 80 grand a week. You've got no chance whatsoever. It's not just him, right? You've got players on big wages, right? You can't even shift them out. Like, with me, good fans, are there. You know, you can't shift them out. They're on long-term contracts, you know what I mean? Mm. It's hard. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Well, thanks for coming on, John. Well, uh, I... I'm a bit worried for Wednesday now, actually, against Bristol City away. But um, do you, no, what do you Redden, think? We've we'll got, got Redden on Wednesday. Is it, Wednesday is it Redden, is it? I didn't. I thought, I thought it was yeah. Bristol City. Okay. No, All right, well, well that's, that's, a, that's a dodgy ground now for Newcastle. We never do... Um, you've got Yaps, the Yapstam factor. Oh, oh man. He's a manager as well, isn't he? Oh. So, you, yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't quite know how they've been doing this season. So, 
It's going to be interesting. G- give me a score. Do you fancy? What do you fancy there? Yeah, yeah I'm really going to come. I'm really going to do. We're going to do reaction to our Wednesday sort of thing. You know, I'm going to be optimistic. Always am. We are going to go up as champions, by the way, and we're going to beat Reading by two goals to nil. And this will be. I could take a onesie score. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. That's four points. So hopefully they'll get us back on trap, and then we can get more players in and herald the new the new signing that is Mitrovic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like a new signing. Just let it go, right? Yeah. Just let it go, right? Just quickly, and now you'll be right. But um, I still think I'm going to be optimistic, right? I think we're going to get that knockout sort of thing as well. I know people say he's going to stay at Brighton, but I still think he's going to come to Newcastle in the window. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard the same thing, but, you know, you, it, I think it's going to cost a lot of money, but is, is another short one, Perfect. another short Perfect. lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect. I mean, if Brandon wants what they want, just perfect, because he's a good player. This guy's going to be 8 to 9 out of 10 every week. Oh, right, OK. OK, well, hopefully it'll come true, and I'll keep an eye on that. Thanks so much, Sean, appreciate it. Cheers now. No problem, mate. Cheers, take care. Catch you, you next week. You Thanks Cheers. a lot, mate. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Gotcha. So it was a good crack, isn't he? Um, is is John? So um, so really, we've tried to put put the world to rights tonight, <laughs> and it, you feel like a, until Newcastle actually do something, re-energise the the uh, the whole fabric of a Newcastle United fan. Even I'm worried for Wednesday now that you know the the fans will be sitting there and they'll. They're going to wait for something to happen and I nothing will happen. I'm worried about it. I, must admit. I think they're going to stick with it, mate. I think everybody's got a bit more of a resolve than you realise. I know there was a few bits of... And it's naturally mm. going to get a bit of unrest. You've got to remember, a lot of these things that have been bandied around, these stupid odds that were laid out by the bookies about we're going 40-1 yeah. to, to go and beat all season. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous odds. And that wasn't us. That's them. And they'll say that's to satisfy the Geordies desire and we're going to get loads of bets on it. A, I bet they haven't as many as they thought they were going to get and B, I don't know anybody over here, certainly I've spoken to, that thought we were going to do anything other than have a bloody hard season. Mm. And so I think you'll find the fans are more prepared to stick with it because we've got, it's that H word again, hope. Yeah. I agree, I think. We've got life and we will fight on. And that's what we've got to do. And we've got to keep it hard and keep the line. The show of the support with the flags that we've had shows that we can actually, as a fan group, mm. do things together and play nice. Mm. I think it's the first time I've said that for a long time and you know yeah. various <laughs> subtexts I'm relating to on that one. <laughs> and anybody who knows me and things I've done would, would agree. And so, you know, uh, we can do this, mate. We can really genuinely do yeah. this. We've just got to keep a heart and keep a bit of belief. Yeah. We're 180 minutes into 3,600 minutes worth of football. <laughs> There's a hell of a long way to go yet. <laughs> Only um, you could have that figure. <laughs> do you know what it is? I'm, I'm just a, an information sponge. <laughs> I just choose every now and again what leaks out. Um, you know, it, it just let's on track and keep on message we'll only really know where we're at once this transfer window closes as frustrating as that is we've got to understand and I've said it a couple of times tonight our position in the food chain has, has changed slightly because we just can't offer Premier League football we can offer everything else around it from the top class manager to 
top class facilities to top class fans in a top class ground and so the, there is a, a plan the project is still there and very much in place we've got to do to Rafa what Real Madrid didn't do and they couldn't see his vision and they couldn't stick with it and they got rid of him and then had to swallow a little bit of pride when they turned away with the Champions League trophy to say mm-hmm. yeah actually he put the foundations in place for this yeah, exactly. we've got to Good. keep believing yeah. And this isn't the Champions League, it's a championship and it's a, I would venture a harder competition to play in because every week we're facing somebody's cup final. Redden are going to love coming up with midweek. Bristol City, it's a long time since we went to Bristol City yeah, and they're going to yeah. love us turning up at Ashton Gate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and so we've got to be ready for all of these challenges and we've demonstrated to ourselves and if the players cannot wake up to this now they never will this is the real world lads Make and, a, it's yeah, the, and we only need a victory this it. week yeah, yeah, yeah we, we need, need something points. we need three points That's and once the three points come once you break that glass ceiling because it's all it is is a glass ceiling mm. it, once you break it let's see where we'll go from there mm. yeah Let's see. Let, it's gonna be interesting. I'll tell you one thing. It's gonna be interesting. I've been a long time, Andrew. <laughs> you know, what, would uh, you play Armstrong up front? Um, this Wednesday. Does he offer anything one? different? Pace, and it is a. He's, he is very, very fast, isn't he? I, I, the, my worry is, is we're still often. If you if you've got Gil Perez mm. and Armstrong, yeah, I see three, pacey, lightweight. Strikers. Yeah. yeah they're, they're out of the same box. It's almost like mm. we're getting my players from an airfix kit. <laughs> we've got six of the same central midfielders and we've got three of the same strikers and four of the same centre back. Mm. Um that that frustrates me, but I don't see much difference. Mm. Um maybe I would I would love to be proved wrong. Mm. I would love them to come on and shut us up and score bloody hat trick and say, There you go, Mitch, told you. Because mm. um, that's the difference he has is possibly hunger and passion for the shirt and that desire to go that little bit extra mile. He's not doing it through a Twitter account. He's not doing it through wearing a number nine on the back and trying to pose and look moody. Mm. He's, he's He'd be doing it from the heart and from with literally with his, his heart on the sleeve and the, the stripes on the sleeve. So that's maybe the difference he would bring. Um, we couldn't do worse. But we've got I think you'll play Perez, actually. I think you'll play Perez, actually. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Probably. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, thanks for having me on again, Neil, and all of my guests tonight. Sorry about the echo uh, we've had tonight, which is, had me vexed, and so did Neil, because Neil thought it was him, when I actually know who it is no, now. No, because I always get the blame. Yeah. <laughs> I know who it was. It was Chris Cardi. <laughs> as soon as he went off. Actually, when, when he went off, did it, did it come on? Yeah. It went off, he went off, didn't Yeah, as soon as he went, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely him then. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to the show, everybody. It'll, it'll be immediately available uh, straight away once I get my computer. You'll be able to listen to it at your heart content. www.toontalk.co.uk. Nova Radio as well. NovaRadio.co.uk. And also, I'll have it on. Um, it'll be on um, iTunes and also via TuneTalk on the, the, the TuneIn app. So thanks so much for on the show. We'll be back next week. And it's goodbye from him. I'll be out too late. Got nothing.